The following podcast contains explicit language and movie spoilers. You've been warned. No, seriously, there, there's spoilers and, and foul language. Yeah. Welcome to $20 Ticket, where we tell you how much we would pay to watch Aquaman. My name is Kerwin, and joining me today is Jason. What's up, Jason? Not much. How about you, Kerwin? I'm just hanging out, man. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a, well, I'm going to need this, a double IPA to oh. get through this, uh, this podcast right now. Okay, fair enough. Uh, also joining us today is Mugga. What's up, Muggs? What's up, Special K? Chilling, man. What are you drinking? Uh, ultra talking and a glass of wine. Okay. Get me through this also. All right. Uh, also joining us today is Bling. How you doing, Bling? Hey, hey, hey. What are you drinking? I'm not drinking anything. I don't got anything in front of me. Oh, you got to stay hydrated for this episode. Nice. And uh, <laughs> also joining us today is Dominic. What is up, Dominic? What is up, Kerwin? Uh, you know, just uh, thinking about one of the greatest movies I've ever seen, Aquaman. What are you drinking today? Wow. He just had to just do wow. it right now. <laughs> Dog, wow. What wow. are you drinking? What are you drinking? <laughs> I was like, you gonna, you gonna tell uh, us? I'm still amazed with that statement. <laughs> Took me by surprise, but yeah, I'm drinking some Dos Equis. All right. So, what today, are you drinking? Me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nobody ever asked what I drink. <laughs> I just asked. I did. I did. <laughs> you did. The first couple episodes, but then I, I did stop. So, okay. You know, uh, you know I, I am drinking a Dos Equis tall can. That's what I'm drinking. There we so, go. all the people out there that want to know what I'm drinking, that's what I'm drinking this episode. So today we are talking about Aquaman. Uh, it was released December 21st, 2018, produced by Warner Brothers Pictures, the Saffron Company, Cruel and Unusual Films, and DC Films, distributed by Warner Brothers Pictures. It stars Jason Momoa, Amber Heard, Willem Dafoe, Patrick Wilson, Dolph Lundgren, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, Nicole Kidman, along with Julie Andrews. The movie's directed by James Wan, who did Saw, Insidious 1 and 2, the Conjuring 1 and 2 and Furious 7 and it's written by Will Beal who did Gangster Squad and the short-lived Training Day TV series and David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick who did Conjuring 2 and 3 and Wrath of the Titans. The story is done by Jeff Johns, James Wan and Will Beal. So before we get into behind the scenes, Mugga, why don't you hit us with the financials? So this movie, can you guys, is this still in theaters, right? It is in theaters. Yes. So this is yeah. everything in counting. Um, it's literally made $1.1 billion, like, which is so much money. Uh, $310 million domestic, $766 foreign. It cost a little more than $10 million over Wonder Woman, $160 million. I think Wonder Woman was $150, but it did beat out Batman Dark Knight Rises. Um, here's what's interesting. Mary Poppins and Bumblebee were both opening weekends along with this one, and it beat them out opening weekend. The Mule was also in there, but yeah, it totally beat everyone. It was the fifth highest grossing film of 2018, but get this, 25th so far highest grossing film of all time. Like, of all time. Jesus. Like, does that not just surprise you guys at all? It got our it money. Does. I mean, twice. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, that is yeah. surprising for... 25th all time as of now. I mean, I know, like, we'll see what happens down the road, but... This has definitely been a success for DC, for movies in general. But definitely. yeah, it, it made my $1.1 billion. I was also reading that in China, this surpassed every Marvel solo superhero movie in the first seven days of its release. So within one week of it being released, it surpassed every Marvel superhero movie that was a solo movie. So like Captain America, all that kind of stuff surpassed everything within seven days in the Chinese market. It's crazy to me. I, I don't get it. That's I don't weird, get it. Yeah. 
Bling, you have got to have something to say. I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on. I, I, I'm shocked as well, okay? Because Aquaman is not a popular. He's not um, an A-lister. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, by any means, and so to hear that they're breaking all these records is very surprising, even to myself. I get that it is one of DC's most successful films, but are you guys surprised that it surpassed Wonder Woman? Yes. yes. I mean, I Definitely. was, you know, I mean, and it be, I, I think that prior to that, The Dark Knight Rises was DC's most successful film, right? Yeah. Yes. And, it, and, it, and it did beat that, you know, but, but it, very successful. Yeah. They really put a lot into the marketing for this movie. Like, oh, I, yeah. I was oh, seeing yeah. Aquaman stuff every single day. And I, I wasn't sold on Aquaman until that second trailer came out, the one right before it got released in November. Like, I was not sold on this movie at all. So I think the marketing push, as well as kind of the scale of it, yeah. maybe maybe. I mean, the, the fact that it's doing well week after week, I think the word of mouth has to be good for it as well. Because I mean, you would think that, yeah, when it initially comes out, it's going to have the, it's going to have a lot of the sales, but then you would see it drop off dramatically. You know, right. maybe after the third or fourth week. Well, yeah. speaking of word of mouth, I mean, Jason, hit us with like. How is the critics view audience and all these things? Real quick. Excellent segue. There you go. Yeah. Aside from what the critics think, just, just something else to add is this is the first DCEU film to pass a billion dollars. So I know this isn't included with The Dark Knight or anything like that, but this is the first one. That's insane. I, I just, okay. Yeah. I'm just, okay. It got our money, guys. It did get twice. Money? <laughs> twice. 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 Yeah. Well, I got Mugga's money. I mean, it did get it twice, but one and a half times, I guess. Um, <laughs> we'll get into that. We'll get into we'll get that. Into that yeah. so, so when we look at IMDb, uh, I'll start with that first. Uh, it got a 7.4 out of 10, so essentially a 74%. There was 145,000 plus reviews. Um, we look at Rotten Tomatoes, the tomato meter with the critics, 64% of people liked it. It got a rating of about 6 out of 10 with 327 votes from the critics. When we look at the audience, 78% of people liked it. So far, as a score of 4 out of 5, uh, which is about 80% out of 27,000 plus reviews. So I don't know how you guys feel about this, but so me personally, this is a little high on the audience. So it's but. between 70 and 80% is what I'm getting. On yeah, both, so essentially, right? yeah, yeah, about about a 74. Oh, yeah. Well, the tomato meter is 64. You know, IMDb was seven, 74. So yeah, between like a 64 and a 78. That's kind of where it's running. I th- what I think it is, is like secretly everyone's been rooting for DC. They're like, come on, you guys can do it. You They're guys the can underdog. Do it. And then like, but you don't yeah. think that Finally. Wonder Woman like fulfilled that? Or you think this is just another? Yeah, but then they hit us with the Justice League and then it's like, I oh. never saw all that. I, it, know, I saw that. And I'm not, I heard yeah. I'm not missing out. I, yeah. And I think this film, the way after watching it and seeing the tone and the direction they went with it, I think it has a, it's a film that has a broader appeal to even like families and kids. So that's why I think it also did well. If yeah. you look at the other films like Wonder Woman, Justice League, all those other films, they were kind of more adult oriented, I would say. They didn't really cater to that younger audience. Yeah, they right. definitely had that like gritty tone. And I feel like Aquaman, much in the vein of like a Thor or a Doctor Strange or a Black Panther, had more fantastic elements to it yeah. that kind of maybe intrigued people a little more. Because I think yeah. DC movies since, you know, Dark Knight or Batman Begins even and all the way up to um, Justice League always had this like very dark feel. Whereas Christopher Nolan films were successful with that. I feel like Zack Snyder trying to emulate that was really, not, right? yeah, it did not work with the yeah. Zack Snyder films like Man of Steel and uh, Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad. Like they all had this like dark, gritty, unappealing, I guess, feel to it. If right. and some people might have been turned off by that. I feel like Aquaman is the exact opposite of that. Totally, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I, I guess just James Wan doing this, which is weird. Doing yes. Saw and like when I saw the first Saw, I was like, 
holy crap. This yeah. thing is like, it's a game changer. Yeah. Kind of knowing him from doing that. Yes, he only directed the first one. I think he helped produce the other few of them, but he didn't direct the other ones. But just knowing that, like, it's very gritty. I don't know. And then, like, some of the, the advertisements, I was kind of hoping for more. But just, I, I don't know, just, just with him doing it, I was kind of hoping for a little bit more of a gritty film okay like i mean did you think that too well or no? i mean i think like having uh, i've never seen furious seven like that's the only fast and furious movie i've never seen r.i.p paul walker um that's one of the reasons i didn't see it but like knowing that fast and the furious films are they don't take themselves so seriously they're just like your you know your pretty standard over the top bombastic action flick i was always curious as to how like he has a uh who you know who might be typecast as a horror director might have fared but i guess that movie did really really well so i guess you can kind of see that he kind of has a grasp on both the uh the eerie aspects of cinema as well as the more lighthearted parts maybe i don't know i read that this was his first james wan's first ultimately like heavy visual effects movie so it really wasn't or it was well i i mean if you want to talk about like the number of shots i would say this this, this was this i mean this heavily oh, is yeah. yeah yeah i think this is like his like I would say his first blockbuster would be Furious 7 okay. and I think this would be like his major tentpole special effects piece. Okay. All right. So um for behind the scenes we're going to do things a little differently uh because Aquaman kind of has a history beyond the movies. We're going to start with the comics history. So Aquaman is a uh, DC Comics superhero character created by Paul Norris and Mort Weisinger. His first comic book appearance was in More Fun Comics number 73 in November 1941. Aquaman's very first original origin has him as the son of a deep sea explorer who discovers Atlantis and basically builds an underwater home there for him and his son. In this version of uh, his origin, Aquaman's mom died when he was a baby. So Aquaman's dad studies Atlantis and its technology, its scripts, etc. and somehow teaches his kid to breathe underwater and talk to fish. That was his original origin. So he was not Atlantean at all. He just happened to be like raised in the ruins and his dad teaches him how to survive underwater. It's like a mean yeah. ass Navy SEAL. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess. But that was Aquaman's Golden Age origin. Um, Aquaman's Silver Age origin was in Adventure Comics number 260 in May 1959. This version of Aquaman's origin story was altered and he was given the human name Arthur Curry. Uh, this version of the character is the son of a housekeeper and an Atlantean mother who had been expelled from the society. He discovers and develops his powers as a kid, and as an adult, he chooses to be the protector of Earth's oceans. Uh, in this version, his mom doesn't reveal her true identity until she dies. So she's like on her deathbed, and then she tells uh, her son and her, her husband who she really is. So uh, in this version, Ocean Master is still Aquaman's brother, except he's the son of a human woman. His name is Orm Curry, and he kind of grew up jealous of his brother's powers and eventually became a villain. So he was always pissed off that Arthur was always bailing him out of trouble, had these abilities, and that he felt like his dad like favored him more. So that's where he kind of gains his antagonistic attitude towards his brother. Aquaman eventually became a founding member of the Justice League and eventually met and married uh, Mera, who we see in the movie, and became king of Atlantis. In the 1980s, Aquaman was given a totally different origin. His name was Orin, and he's actually born in Atlantis to Queen Atlanta and Atlan, who's a wizard in this version. Uh, he's abandoned on the surface because he has blonde hair, which is seen as a curse. He pretty much grows up alone in the wild until he's found by his dad, uh, the lighthouse keeper, and he's adopted and renamed Arthur. His dad eventually somehow disappears one day, and then Arthur sets off on his own. 
Uh, in this version of Aquaman, Ocean Master is his half-brother, once again, but they share the same father, Atlan. They don't really find out about their relationship until a while after they've already been enemies. In 1994, Aquaman was given a completely new look. Um, he was made to look more rugged, with a beard and long hair, and he had a missing hand, and he opted to go shirtless. So this was that time in comics where pouch drawings... Like your Deadpools, your Cables, Lobos, all that oh, other stuff. Okay. Yeah, like the hardcore looking stuff. So like they definitely tried to revamp him to appear to kind of fit that look and feel. That's one of my favorite styles too, man. The, yeah? The way they used to draw them, yeah. Like the, uh, what's his name? Uh, Rob Liefeld and uh, the dude that did Venom, uh, McFarlane. Oh, yeah, Todd McFarlane, yeah. yeah. So Aquaman has a, has a ton of different things going on uh, with his origins. It changes a bunch of times, but the Aquaman we're watching in this movie, he's based on the 2011 run that was a part of uh, DC's New 52 lineup. For anybody that doesn't know, the New 52 was uh, the publication relaunch of the entire DC Comics universe after the events of Flashpoint. Uh, the creative team behind this version of Aquaman is Jeff Johns, uh, Ivan Reese, and Joe Prado. This version of Aquaman is half human and half Atlantean again, being the son of Tom Curry and Atlanta. Eventually, Arthur's mom goes back to Atlantis, leaving her husband and Arthur behind. When he starts developing his powers as a child, Aquaman is actually helped by Dr. Stephen Shin, who's obsessed with Atlantis. Uh, Shin wanted to release all of his findings about Aquaman to the public, so Aquaman's dad stepped in and destroyed the research, all of it except for a sample of Arthur's blood. Dr. Shin pays Black Manta to get the sample back, and during the attack, Tom suffers a heart attack and dies. Arthur tracks down Black Manta to a ship at sea and kills Black Manta's father, believing it to be him, while the real Black Manta was actually diving underwater. So that's pretty much uh, it for the comics. Um, well, that's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, come on. Just, it, they're, they're basing the movie that we saw off of 2011, or you gave a whole bunch, I mean, please, I'm sorry, you just threw a lot of information. I heard something in the 1950s, kind of a what also we watch. Is that kind of the case, or is it really the 2011 version? So the 2011 version, um, it pulls things from the previous versions, like right. the Golden okay. Age and Silver Age stuff. But um, you know, one of the writers on this movie, or the story story writers, is actually the the writer for that comic. Yeah, yeah. So he actually wrote it, Jeff Johns, and I think he's one of the executive producers behind the entire DCEU. And he actually helped write this movie and um, like kind of supervise a right. couple other ones moving forward. So being someone that's, I mean, is anyone else knowledgeable as far as that? Because I'm not, you know. Are you glad they went with that direction or do you wish they would have gone in a different direction of what you just kind of said? Like any one of those eras like where he was blonde and cast it out or what? I mean, are you glad that they went the way they did or no? Me personally, I'm for anybody listening, like I know nothing about Aquaman. Like I know... You, you just said a lot about Aquaman. I mean, I would disagree, but okay. No, like, like I, I know nothing about Aquaman, but you know a lot. Yeah, okay. no, like I, I spent a lot of time like reading Aquaman comics and like doing a little bit of research uh, as part of this podcast. But like prior to this movie, the only experience I had with Aquaman was like Justice League Unlimited, Super Friends, maybe, you know, a couple crossovers like Final Crisis, Infinite Crisis, etc. Teen right. Titans, but like Young Justice. But I never had any like I've never read comics that were about Aquaman. Right. Like, okay. So I, I had no experience. But I am, I, I do like that they went with this origin. It's the most believable. Imagine if we had the Golden Age origin where like his dad just finds the city. That'd be kind of whack. You know? Yeah. So you, you can't teach your kid to talk right. to fish. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, I mean that's that's as far as I got for the comics. But um, Jason wants to say yeah, something. Maybe you could. <laughs> <laughs> you just go. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> Thank you, Dominic. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so moving on to production and you know the making of the movie. Back in 2013, when Man of Steel was released. Warner Brothers was hoping to start a shared comic book movie universe of their own after the 2012 success of Marvel Studios' Avengers film. That same year at San Diego Comic-Con, it was announced that instead of a regular Superman sequel, we'd be getting Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, thus kicking off the DC Extended Universe. Uh, In October 2014, Warner Brothers officially announced the development of 10 DC Comics movies, those films being Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, that came out in 2016, Suicide Squad, also coming out in 2016, Wonder Woman, that released in 2017, Justice League Part 1, that was supposed to come out in 2017, The Flash, that was supposed to come out in 2018, Aquaman, which did come out in 2018, Shazam, that's on its way in 2019 this year. Justice League Part 2, that was supposed to come out in 2019 as well. Uh, Cyborg film in 2020. Green Lantern in 2020. And an unspecified Man of Steel sequel and Batman solo film that I don't think are coming out anytime soon. Right. So they announced a bunch of films ahead of time. And in 2014, the summer of 2014, it was announced that Jason Momoa had been cast as Aquaman and would make a brief appearance in Batman v Superman before appearing in Justice League. Yeah. So th- this timeline has de- definitely changed. There's a lot of films that have been scrapped, and I, I don't. I didn't hear you mention Wonder Woman two because now that's we know. Oh, that's, that's a, yeah, that's coming out this year, right? Yeah, that's coming out. Uh, is coming out. Twenty twenty. Yeah. Wait, this year or 2020? I think it's coming out this year. Oh, okay, cool, yeah. cool. All so right. that's not that definitely wasn't in the original timeline. Yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on with DC that has not panned out. Like Flash has had like three to four directors. Robert Zemeckis was like slated for that. So really, well, yeah. I, I think too. Like you're probably gonna talk about this too, but I think they also were talking to James Wan about doing the Flash movie as well. But he chose he actually preferred to do Aquaman. He chose to do Aquaman because he liked that Aquaman was more of um, the underdog. Yeah. So I think that's why he chose to do this as opposed to the Flash movie that I, I think is slated now for 2020. I don't know when it's supposed to come out. That's the thing. Like they have um, Ezra Miller attached still to star as Flash, but they've just been waiting on a script. They've been rewriting and rewriting and directors have been falling out, you know, having creative differences with the studio and all that other stuff. Right. Credit to James Wan because he had his pick of Flash or Aquaman and he chose Aquaman because Flash is so much an established character with people. You know, not to the degree of Batman, Superman, or Wonder Woman, but he would have an easy job with Aquaman because so little people saw him as a serious hero or were a fan of him that he felt like the bar was a lot lower and he'd have more creative freedom, I guess. I guess because, like, Flash has his own series and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Aquaman, like, from my understanding, Aquaman, like, he just talks to fish, like, his superpowers. It's, like, it's not as cool as, like, running fast or, like, Mm -hmm. you know. We all remember that Family Guy episode. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah. Where... The girl's getting attacked on the beach, uh-huh. and then Aquaman swims up in the ocean, and like she's like, "Help! I need help!" And this guy's attacking her, and Aquaman comes like, "Oh, I'll help you!" And he can't come on out of the water, <laughs> so he starts attacking her, and he's like, "No, wait!" And he calls all these fish, and these fish are jumping around. <laughs> he's like, "Does this help?" <laughs> it doesn't help. 
Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Was, well, I mean, and this is. It wasn't I, much as, appeal for an Aquaman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As much as I am, like, not familiar, the only familiarity that I have with Aquaman is Entourage, Entourage yes. with James Cameron and Vincent Chase starring. And, like, that's all I know about it. You and know? even like, he wasn't on board to do Aquaman. Yeah, I mean, just, it became the highest grossing movie of all well, time. Well, yeah, that's in the HBO yeah. universe yeah. right there. Foreshadowing. You know? foreshadowing right there, yeah. Yeah, but. but uh, um, yeah, like Aquaman has always been like the butt of every. So, do you show. like that James Wan took on that challenge? I mean, literally, what he did is pretty admirable, in my opinion. I mean, like to be like, "Hey, I'm gonna take on the underdog and just go for it." I, I kind of like look at I it think like he put it, it put him an advantage to to do the first take of Aquaman because Aquaman yeah. has been done before, so it's not like he can base his his portrayal right on anything else. Yeah, you can't compare it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. And yeah. It's a huge undertaking. Yeah. I mean, oh my oh, gosh! Yeah. Everything being, I mean, ninety percent of the movie underwater. It's just it's yeah. That's that's a big huge. task. How yeah. the hell do you shoot this? You know, yeah. like <laughs> getting back to uh, Momoa being cast. According to Momoa, he actually went in to read for uh, General Justice League auditions and read for Batman. I heard that. Yeah. 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 Knowing that Batman was kind of a dark, brooding character, Momoa decided to play him in the total opposite manner, much like he portrays Aquaman. Zack Snyder was so impressed um, that he actually called Momoa back and let him know that he wanted that style of character for Aquaman, and that's when Momoa was cast. In August 2014, The Hollywood Reporter revealed that the writers uh, Will Beale, Gangster Squad, and Training Day, and Kurt Johnstad, 300, 300 Rise of an Empire, Active Valor, and Atomic Blonde would be writing competing scripts for Aquaman, with the better script being pushed forward into development. Is that normal? Where yes. They have two guys writing competing scripts, and then they're going to choose the best of? Yeah. That happens a lot. Okay. Because yeah. I was reading that, and I was like, I thought that was really weird that they had two guys writing scripts and that their the whole idea was that they were going to scrap one and they're going to choose Who makes the, that the decision best. of, hey, which which script do we get? Studio, right? Studio, studio, director, okay. whoever's... Is, it, is there any way they take, like, pieces from both? Or? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's the thing here. Like, like I'll get into it soon, but, like, uh, they eventually ended up bringing back both writers to finish the movie. Yeah, no, I, I know they eventually do that, but I just thought that was just... A, I was, re, like, reading some research about this, and I, was, I just thought that was so weird. It's like, hey, no, no, we're going to hire both of you guys. You guys go both write scripts, mm -hmm. and then we're going to choose the best one. I don't know. I, wow. I, I don't know if I've yeah. heard of that before. Yeah, if anybody's, like, familiar with agency work, you compete with other agencies to get, like, a bid from a company. Yeah, you've seen, like, Mad Men or anything. Like, they compete for a contract with a brand, so they create, a, like, an ad campaign. They develop develop all the you know the graphics photography whatever and they present it and then basically the company chooses which ad company they want to go with so it's right. like your pitch if you will yeah okay. yeah okay. when james wan was hired to direct um he oversaw screenplay writing and david leslie johnson mcgaldrick was hired in late 2015 to assist eventually jeff johns and Wan scrapped the whole thing and brought bill back into write with uh, Johnson McGoldrick hired again to do another rewrite. On uh, February 19, 2015, Zack Snyder tweeted out the first official image of Momoa as Aquaman with the hashtag Unite the Seven, teasing his appearance in the DCEU. Momoa's version of Aquaman was a big departure from his traditional comic book look, sporting tribal tattoos and a more rugged appearance with armor pieces. The photo was a big hit with fans on the internet and really brought a lot of hype to the DCEU, which at that time only had one film out, Man of Steel. Aquaman's initial look was realized by costume designer Michael Wilkinson, who had done work on films like Garden State, 300, Tron Legacy, Watchmen, Justice League, and the upcoming Aladdin film. Kim Barrett would eventually take over costume design for Aquaman's solo film. 
She worked on other movies like Speed Racer, The Matrix Trilogy, and The Amazing Spider-Man. After the major box office success of Furious 7, Warner Brothers hired James Wan to direct Aquaman in June 2015. In 2015, it was also reported that Jeff Nichols, who did Mud, Midnight Special, and Loving, and Noam Murrow, who did Smart People and 300 Rise of an Empire, were also looked at as potential directors. Jeff Nichols actually dropped out and stated in an interview that he actually walked away from the project not feeling completely comfortable with directing a project that was so far along in development, feeling like he wouldn't be in creative control in the capacity that he's used to. James Wan, like you said, Jason, was actually given the choice to direct either Flash or Aquaman, and he chose Aquaman. And he said he wanted to have fun with the character and that his film would have uh, a similar spirit to Raiders of the Lost Ark and Romance in the Stone. And in another interview, he described it as Star Wars Underwater. Nice. Aquaman was originally supposed to be released uh, July 27th, 2018, but was pushed back to October 5th, 2018, eventually landing uh, on December 21st, 2018, possibly because of all the shakeups happening at Warner Brothers after the release of Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad. The cinematographer for this film is Don Burgess, who worked on other films like Forrest Gump, Richie Rich, Spider-Man, and he was the second unit director of photography on Bad to the Future 2 and 3. Randall Park, who plays Stephen Shin, was actually added later to the movie during reshoots. So the guy you see on the news channels, all that other stuff like yelling, um, he, he wasn't added until like after the fact, after principal photography. You know, things were really heating up between Marvel and DC fans once the DCEU got announced and Batman v Superman was in development. Batman v Superman and Captain America Civil War were actually scheduled to come out on the same day, but eventually Warner Brothers changed the date. This, uh, this whole scheduling conflict created a, kind of a beef between all the parties involved. And at Indiana Comic Con, a fan asked for an autograph from Jason Momoa, and he wanted him to state a reason why all the DC haters should join the DC universe. Jason Momoa basically signed the fans' Aquaman poster and wrote "fuck Marvel" on it. Wow! Yeah, Shit. yeah. It's and pretty I know brave. That. Yeah. It's pretty brave. It is. Oh, brave. he's fucking him now. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, as of January 2019, Aquaman 2 is already in development, and uh, James Wan is most likely attached to return. Well, you just threw a lot at us, okay? Yes. I mean, can we talk about some of these things? Yeah, you know, ahead, okay. First of all, the cinematographer like has to get credit because I think this is great. I mean, it, it, would you guys disagree no, at no, all? No, like, no, no, no. Visually, it, it, it's visually just amazing. Just you know? the, yeah. Even the way they shot um, the scenes, like a lot of it's yeah. a lot of three sixty, almost. Oh yeah. Over the top, you know, different angles. Yeah. Great cinematography. Oh, the transitions in this movie are really great too. Yeah. Like going from scene to scene yeah. and all that. Yeah. Um, one thing uh, I want to bring up, you, like. you had mentioned <laughs> something about, about Jason not being like the first cast or his tattoos or whatnot. It wasn't, to me, I, I look at when I was a kid and they were doing Wolverine, right? I, I had vision Wolverine in that yellow suit. When Hugh Jackman was casted, from here on out, I always look at Wolverine as Hugh Jackman. Do you guys feel the same way as whenever you think of Aquaman from here on out? Is it Jason? How do you say his last name again? Uh, Momoa. Do you think that that's that's who it is now? I mean, to me, I think he nailed the part. I think it's like I look at it as like that's Aquaman. That's the current look. Yeah. Because me, you know, I collected comic cards and with that had the you know Aquaman on it, and it was completely different. It had its boyish charm to it. It wasn't that thinner, thinner, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like this rugged kind of badass guy that that Jason Momoa portrayed on on film. Right. Well, what do you guys think? I mean, what do you... I'll say this, like, 
having seen, I saw the movie twice before I bought the uh, right. the Jeff Johns Omnibus or whatever, the comic collection. But like reading the comic, it took me a while to get used to Aquaman looking like that. Really? Because like having watched the movie, and I'd seen Aquaman in previous things, having just seen the movie twice and like reading that comic, it took me a couple of pages to get used to Aquaman looking like that and not like he does in the movie. So are you saying you don't like it or you're no, saying no, it I, took me a couple of times and now I do like no, it? No, no, I, 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 I was on board with Jason Momoa as Aquaman from day one. Right. When they announced that it was him, I was like, yo, like that's what sold me on the DC universe. Right. I was like, they're going to do Aquaman differently. Right. Like they're, they're going to treat Aquaman like a badass because Aquaman has always been seen as like a joke. So I was like, I'm here for that. Haven't seen Game of Thrones with Khal Drogo. Like he was in that role. I was like, yo, I'm, I'm here for this. Like right. this looks interesting, you know? And uh, like when, when you think about Aquaman, you almost think of like an Aaron Eckhart. Yeah. Or like, exactly. Or something like that, yeah. as opposed to like, you, you say J- Jason Momoa, and you're like, yeah. that guy's really badass, like, dude. Like, no, right? but, but you know, yeah, yeah. And like, I, I've watched a few episodes of Game of Thrones, so I know his character in that. And like, I, I so I know him from that. And I'm thinking about, I'm like, man, that's like such a different take. And then you start to see the previews. And then, of course, I mean, I watched the movie like fully twice as opposed to some people on the podcast. But I watched it fully <laughs> That's twice. Me. And uh, shots fired. And it's like, holy crap! Like this is this is such a cool take. I love the tattoos. I love the whole like because again, I'm, I'm expecting like some corn-fed white boy with like blonde hair, blonde yeah. hair combed to the side. Mm, you know what you're expecting? Chris Pine. You're <laughs> expecting his brother. Patrick Wilson. Yes, looks, the guy's looks Ocean more, Master. He yeah. looks exactly. much yeah. more like Aquaman. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So like, I I liked it. I liked that he's like kind of rugged, kind of a badass, kind of like on the outer edges of society. I kind of like that. I don't know. It, the beard and everything. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Drinking right. his dad on the table. Oh I don't yeah. Know. I just I liked all that shit. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really cool. I think I think that's that is an effective way to depart from the comics and create something a little more original. That's cool. Is that's it, kind of is my it, treasure. Is it <laughs> Uh, here we go. Is it though, like, can you guys also concur that like, hey, that's Aquaman now from here in our lifetimes? Or or is that too, too bold statement right there to even say? Like, I mean, like you, if you say Hugh Jackman, you're like, that's, that's Wolverine, right? Is this Jason Mo? Is he actually Aquaman or are we just kind of like? I think we need another film. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. fair. That's, that's a solidifier. But film, he did a great yeah. job. I mean, that was a great yeah. casting right yeah. there. I mean, I think, don't you think? I will say one thing as somebody who like occasionally reads comics, I don't read yeah. comics like I used to, but like, I hate when the movies influence the source material. Like, I don't like that because like Guardians of the Galaxy, Star-Lord is like almost a completely different character. In the movies, they play him as like, like a bumbling dumbass. In the comics, he's like a strategic mastermind. Like he still right. he still holds himself out. He sleeps with alien chicks. He's like your Han Solo type character, but like he is like super intellectual, like mastermind. And you don't see that in the comics. And then in the comics, they change his costume to look like in the movie. They change his attitude to be like in the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So like that's one thing I I don't like sometimes is that the movies, especially on the Marvel side they too greatly influence the comics. But that's just me. You know? Do they do that here or no? Uh, you know what? I think the movie's so new that it hasn't happened yet. We have yet. to wait to see. But like, I, you know, from what I've read of you know, Aquaman's run back in 2011, like, I do like that. And it would kind of be a shame just to do that because the movie was successful. But I, I would understand why from a business perspective, if you want to sell comics, you know, why not sell the version that people are, are used to? You know? right. so. Well, then you get a character that's more gritty too, I feel like. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. anything we've seen like, in parodies or like in comics or uh, whatever, like you know, Aquaman's kind of 
square, I guess I would say. Yeah, he's yes. like a square. Yeah. 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 Square. And like now we watch this movie and he's a little more rugged. I don't know. I feel like if they're going to do that, like now from the comics here on out, I mean, I, I, it makes sense to me because well, that, that that's what people I think are more. I mean, the DC and Marvel are getting way more gritty. I mean, movies in general, too, are yeah. getting way more gritty. I think people are, they, they appreciate that a lot more. Yeah, they have higher expectations. Yeah. Like, it, like, people are no longer... It's more realistic, I feel like. Yeah, they're no longer thrilled by the uh, the novelty of seeing a superhero on screen. It's like, you gotta have substance now. Like, you had Flash before, now you need substance. And I think yeah. you're right about that. It's shock value. Like, we need we need to keep creating that. We got, and Unfortunately, we have to keep up in the ante because, like... You know, you go back to like a Star Wars or even a Jurassic Park or something like that. And it's like, okay, well, you've seen dinosaurs before. What are you going to show us next? So with a lot of this movie being set underwater, um, it was heavily reliant on visual effects, of course. There are over 3,000 visual effects shots uh, used in this film, with 2,300 making it into the final cut. Uh, multiple studios contributed their efforts to this movie, including ILM, Moving Picture Company, Method Studios, Scanline VFX, Digital Domain, Rodeo FX, with a digital and proof. Um, having this many visual effects shots is pretty standard, though, considering the counts of the following movies. You know, Force Awakens had 2,100, Revenge of the Sith had 2,200, and Avatar with 2,500 uh, in their final cuts. Uh, in an interview with Art of VFX, visual effects supervisor Kelvin uh, Mickelwain details the entire VFX experience. In the underwater scenes, actors were actually rigged at the waist to a contraption known as the tuning fork. From the waist, they were connected to a long pole to a hydraulic machine with a wheeled base controlled by a stunt team. So basically they were held up by like chopsticks essentially, you know, by the waist. And it was controlled by a stunt team. The stunt team would then have to essentially puppet the actors around their environment to simulate them moving underwater. Since the actors had no control over their underwater movements, there was a ton of rehearsal involved and the actors and their teams always had to be in sync. Uh, like most movies that involved impossible action, digital doubles were created for the actors, which replaced them whenever they needed to achieve something a real performer could not do. For a lot of the underwater sequences, they'd keep an actor's head and replace their entire body in order to better simulate underwater movement. Um, hair was probably the biggest issue in terms of VFX. Yeah. This is the craziest yeah, stuff that I read was time, about the yeah. hair. Yeah. The hair and the capes, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anything that flows, like, it, it's crazy the amount of work they did. Um, like, hair was a really big issue, so much so that ILM had to upgrade their hair simulation software uh, pretty much from scratch to mimic the effects of strands of hair being underwater. Typically, when hair's, you know, animated or computer animated, it's simulated in groups of strands, but this effect didn't look so right in an underwater environment, and the actors kind of looked unnatural. So they had to simulate the hair strands one by one. Good God. Isn't yeah. that, that's, that's insane, man. But I heard James Wan said that if we don't make this look real underwater, the audience will not get it. Like exactly. with that and with the capes, he said, we have to get this right, mm -hmm. otherwise we lose them from the get-go, you know? I mean, that's this, what I read, this is yeah. The, that whole wet, dry look they keep talking about in this research. It's like they're, they're shooting it on dry land, but they have to like make it look like they're underwater. And I, I just can't imagine the, the amount of detail, the amount of time and effort like, you're not grouping strands. You're not doing a whole head of hair. You're doing, like, yeah. every single well, strand. And think about it. They even said that when, 
a, a painful thing was with not only Jason's hair because he has long hair, mm-hmm. but his beard too. His beard too. Like they had to like deal with his beard <laughs> well, the yeah. entire well, time. Well, you well, know, James like one, one, everyone have capes. Like, no, 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 you you can't fucking do this to us too. Like we're already doing all the hair. You can have a couple people have capes, yeah. but not no, not everyone's like, gonna have capes. It's like yeah. the the main character has hair all over his face, <laughs> yeah, eyebrows, beard, and hair. Like how do you like like what the fuck, man? You know? they, they had a threshold. They made it. The capes were like, you know what? You get to pick a couple, a handful. Yeah. But, but they were able to do it. use some cinematic tricks to kind of get away. Like I think some of the characters' hairs were obviously not free flowing. They put them. Yeah. They put them in like like. Yeah, like they tied up their hair. Tied up their hair. Put them in a bun. They did. Yeah. Up, like, yeah. I, I heard prior to them even filming anything though, they actually would put like pretend actors underwater with wigs just to see how things flow, and they videotape that just so they can get an idea of what they needed to do. You know because. They knew it was going to be a big deal, but yeah, they had they actually had actors underwater yeah, with wigs and just like, hey, how does it go? Like, what, what's going to happen? They had their move and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, had their hair move, had yeah, everything, so they could yeah. see how it looked. But then they had to go back and now, like that wet, dry shot. Yeah, they had to mimic it, strand by strand. I, it's kind of impressive. I mean, as much as like we're like. It's impressive, you know. Like I go from a zero to a five on this. Oh, there, you go, there you go. I mean, I, I read into it. It, it was it was actually what a lot of critics criticized. They said the the CGI that went into recreating the hair was. They said it was awful. But I was like, you know what? It's hair. It's hair. And yeah. they, they, they did a, I think they did an the, okay job on the, it. The yeah. hair and the colors, man. The yeah. colors. Now we say this, okay. Yeah. Now we really don't know what went through behind the scenes. It might have been okay to us, but it might have been a nightmare to them to where it's like, now you're kind of like, all right, I know what you went through. I, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, is am I too no, you're optimistic right. to say that or no? No, you're right. Like, even uh, Michael Wayne said, like, it was a constant headache because yeah. not only did they have to kind of recreate their simulation software from the ground up, but like once they achieved the level of realism that they needed, right. James Wan steps in and says... Hey, I want to be able to direct the hair in case it doesn't look flattering. So not only did they have to animate it, <laughs> like he he rolls up and he says, "Oh, by the way, just in case the shot doesn't look great, I want you to be able to move the hair." So like if it's in their face yeah, or it's like hair blocking the shot. Yeah. I mean, tell me yeah. you didn't notice Dolph Lundgren's hair the first time you saw him when that James red hair. Juan was a whore <laughs> to the. We well, haven't yeah, even got to Dolph Lundgren yet. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll yeah, definitely we'll definitely get there, but like. You know, 700 shots alone required hair simulation in this movie. That's out ridiculous. Of, out of the 2,300 shots. Almost, like, yeah, it's almost a third. It's crazy, yeah. Um, as far as, uh, you know, once again, bringing up James Wan, um, he had a very specific idea about how he wanted Atlantis to look. He felt that the city should look organic as if it were grown because Atlanteans shouldn't be using terrestrial construction techniques to build their city. Also, an underwater city wouldn't be subject to the same laws of gravity as the land structures, so the buildings were made to be impossibly tall, appearing kind of lightweight, transparent, as well as bioluminescent. For the underwater lighting, uh, the cinematographer, Don Burgess, uh, he would actually project key light through large pans filled with water to create organic aquatic life. I thought he did an amazing job then. I mean, oh, that's, yeah. that's what he's going for. I thought, tell me, when you saw Atlantis, you're like, okay, that's pretty badass. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. I mean, one of the greatest scenes. Yeah. I, I mean, and now it, that it makes that. sense, tall buildings with not as much gravity and the, I mean, I thought it was pretty yeah. mesmerizing. I mean, it really stole that part of the film. Yeah, I wish, like to your point, Dominic, like I wish they... I wish there was. I wish we spent more time. A little bit more. Yeah, a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a lot more time there. Instead of going to like the outskirt, like halfway house that they had, like 
the secret house, I wish that they would just like met up. Oh, in, they're in like the little mermaid. Yeah, ship. the little ship. Yeah. And I was like, just spend time in Atlantis. Just yeah. walk through the streets. I want to see. Why like, does it like that trance song or how they had when they were going through it? Oh, yeah. like the, you did like that. I, I didn't like that. That was like was um, when they were fighting. Like no, no, when no. They they're going Atlantis. through it. Yeah, when they were going through Atlantis. Oh, like time. the traffic. <laughs> I know it. I know it fit. I'm not denying that it fit. But you're kind of like really. Oh, really? We're, we're definitely gonna get into that in Trash right, or Treasure, right, but the okay. music. There's the definite problem with the music in yeah. this movie for sure. Um, Did, didn't they say like when they show that scene of like the traffic way of all the ships trying to get into Atlantis, mm -hmm. they created 150,000 different ships. Like 150,000. Yeah, ILM. Wait, wait, hundred, not 150, 150,000. Yeah, so I, I read that ILM created over 200 buildings that look like they replicate that jellyfish kind of look. Mm -hmm. But overall, they created 7,000 buildings over 600 square miles, and they digitally made 150,000 ships on that little passageway. So when we see all those little ships, it equates to 150, like, I mean, when you look at it, it's huge. They're yeah. border There's control? There's a shit ton of them. There's a... <laughs> yeah. What'd he say? Border <laughs> control. <laughs> The wall isn't there yet. So it just, it takes a while to Donald get Donald Trump is watching Aquaman like, we need the hydro cannons. Oh my God. It's going to be huge. 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 It's going to be huge. huge. It's going to be fantastic. Build that wall and Atlantis won't fall. Insert drum. Keep going, there. Jason. But yeah, no, I just, I was reading that, like, I thought that scene was pretty impressive when we saw them all going in. They're like, oh, we got to wait in line. And over, she has like, Diplomatic status, I think, was a big yeah. thing. Yeah. Which, like, I don't know, I heard um, meant something else between, like, when her, I think she dated Johnny Depp. Is that true? Amber Heard? Is yeah, that, she did. Mary? Yeah. Did she really? She did, yeah. And I think she was trying to bring some kind of dog into Australia or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah. They brought in their dog illegally and yeah. they didn't check it in through customs or something like that. And then they had to pay like a fine and tape of like an apology video to the Australian government or something like that. But I heard that one line is supposed to make reference to that situation where it's like, no, 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 wait, I have diplomatic status. So that's why she's a, a, like able to bypass this 150,000 ship. Are you serious? Yeah. That's I, really... I, I read that. Okay. I read that. I don't know if that's true. I, mean, that's, I wish it was true. I hope it's true. So you she's know, playing but... light on the, on the herb, that situation that happened. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, that, that one line. But I just thought it was cool. I was like, 150,000. I mean, that, that's a lot I, I can't imagine the time that Dude. it takes. Dude, 150 is a lot. 150,000? I mean, because you look at it, I mean, it's it's absurd how many ships are in that. But yeah. I, I don't know. It's I don't absurd know. they have ships. Well, I mean, Kerwin, you brought up all the special effects companies that were a part of this. I mean, you went down. I only had six. I think you even listed more than six. But there, like, literally are ones that are in charge of things that you would... Like, I, I have one company that was just responsible for aging William Defoe's character. I mean, is that true? Like, that's what I have. Is Am I wrong on this? Like, that's what I have. They were in charge of aging his character. Like, it's like, that, that's they how did a detailed good job, this honestly, was. Though. Like, yeah, ILM was in charge of a lot of things. Atlantis being one. CG animals and a f the hair, you know, like, but then like you go down the list, you know, and it's just like, wow, like, there's so much to this movie. Who's you know? in charge I mean, of I, the octopus? <laughs> I don't even know. I, I, but was there was it Topo. <laughs> you got that. He knows it. It's kind of it's kind of impressive. I mean, I I, I don't know the me well the lie, method they studios. They, they really they're in charge of the Sicily uh, uh, fight sequence where the chasing. I, I, that's in my treasures, which we'll get into, but I thought that was amazing. You know, I mean, we, the, what they were able to accomplish during that, but then you have the rodeo effects. 
Um, is it the Scarline FX? Is that what it's called? Uh, I think it's Scanline. Scanline. Think, okay, yeah. Scanline. They were in charge of like the lighthouse scene, the tidal wave, the submarine scene, etc. You know, a lot of my favorite parts of this movie. But like, there's all these companies that were able to come. To, I mean, you got to give James Wan credit for being on top and getting it all together. I, I think that's impressive in itself. I, I I don't know. I don't know what you guys think. Another one too is uh, the aquarium in the beginning of the movie. Yes, and that was another company that was in charge of that. Yeah, and they had to create up to 60,000 fish visually Fuck. in that just for the, that one scene I feel like Jason's like rating is going up and <laughs> as we keep going oh, like no. you can see he gets oh, excited no, 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 he's no, at $7 I, right no. now <laughs> no I'm um, very deceptive <laughs> Oh no, Mike! If we ever do like video at one point, I want to have like a Jason meter that like climbs <laughs> as he talks about movies. The top oh, is Tom Cruise. It'll be inaccurate because it'll stay constant. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, no, they they have a they they create sixty thousand fish in that same, and I I feel like, and a lot of people that I was uh, like different reviews and stuff I was reading online that they just they bypass a lot of. Aquaman's like origin kind of stuff when yeah. he was younger. I don't know. When watching the movie, well, me for the second time completely, Mugga for the, I guess, one and a half times of watching yeah. Are we going to say what you said after the first time? We're not going to bring that up? Bring that up in experience. Okay, thank yeah. you. Right. But uh, that part to me, like the, the beginning part of this movie, I, I really do enjoy. And that, I don't know, that scene was really cool. I, 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 William you, Defoe's character when young, that's not what you're talking about. No, no, no. no I'm talking about the when they're in the aquarium, when the oh, aquarium, aquarium. When he's a yeah. kid. Yeah. Very, very yeah, and scene. like yeah, and his eyes change colors yeah. and all that kind of stuff, and like, all and they go to the title right after that. Remember they they go right through the glass and they go that's where it's Aquaman. No, right? I think the title's after the submarine because they take a long ass time to get to the title. I'm no, I think, I think it's it's, I think it's, it's, it's right after the aquarium. I remember because oh, you're yeah, like yeah. you see all the oh, fish coming and, goes, and you go right through yeah. okay. and it does it right then and oh, there. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. My bad. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Then it does. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. The scene with William Defoe's character. I'm sorry. What's his name? That beach that they're on, where they're fighting with uh, the tridents or whatever, As a kid. is that a real place or is that CGI? Because if it is, I want to go there like today. Like it is so gorgeous. If it's CGI, yeah. you want to go there? Really? No. If it's not, <laughs> if it's not, if it's not CGI, I want to go there like today. Like how gorgeous was that place? Oh, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's Does anyone Bora. know that at all? Is it okay? Real? I, I will say this like. A ton of outdoor shots are CGI where there's water nearby. Okay. I would hope. So that's not real. I would hope. Well, they. they <laughs> like, filmed, you ruined my whole thing, no, no, man. Like, they, they filmed. You just took a, it down to $5. I, yeah. <laughs> no, no, Zero. No, they, they filmed a lot in uh, Australia, I believe. They filmed most of the movie in Australia, I think. I could be wrong, but like, I would assume that if you're going to shoot on a beach, there's beaches everywhere in Australia. You'll find one. But I know, like, a lot of the water, like, the open water scenes, like, Because I, I try to look, is that real? I couldn't find anything about that. There's a beach like that somewhere. Okay, we're going. All right. We're, I mean, we gonna go we're going to do a podcast on that beach. Okay. okay. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's take a break. Uh, I was seriously on board until, like, uh, I see what you that slow-mo shot. On board. Uh, <laughs> and then it just took me off. <laughs> Man overboard. We haven't said one pun, and they're so oh, easy. Oh, it's coming. Oh. They are coming. Oh, yeah, in waves. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just start with that right now. All right, so, um, you know, getting away from special effects and into the music, the soundtrack was actually composed by uh, Rupert Gregson Williams, who did Prince of Egypt, Hannibal, Hotel Rwanda, Grown Ups 1 and 2, and Wonder Woman. And he also did Hacksaw Ridge. You are... Kerwin, all of us are smiling because we love this soundtrack. We really do. I mean... I, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. 
Because uh, I test the rains down in Africa. Is right. what is going on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right. So yeah, we're gonna. You know what? Let's get into it right now. Uh, when Mera and Aquaman escape Atlantis and they leave the water, an amazing song starts playing. Amazing. Yeah. Is this really like a whole segment? Yes. We like- yes. We are. Do- we are doing this. We are talking about the music right oh, now. Uh, it's an amazing song and it starts playing and it's uh, Ocean to Ocean by Pitbull featuring uh, by who? Pitbull okay thank you Pitbull I want to hear the song twice <laughs> featuring uh, featuring uh, Rhea uh, which is is it Ray? Rhea? Rhea? who gives a shit is great we'll find out you did an amazing job first name's Garna <laughs> shut up <laughs> I shut see up. what he did there <laughs> oh god <laughs> Wait, He's losing it. Right. Crew is losing it. <laughs> Thank God this is a podcast. <laughs> we're we're gonna take a break. And we're back. <laughs> Jeez. All right. So the song uh, "Ocean to Ocean," an amazing song. It's a it's a reimagining of Toto's Africa. Uh, during an interview with Business Insider, James Wan explained that he put the song in the film because he wanted it to be fun and hilarious. The scene already had Mary and Arthur leaving the water in slow motion. So Juan said, and I quote, for fuck's sake, let's have fun with it. It's something out of Fast and Furious. So he added the song in. Funny enough, Pitbull was already signed on to do a song for the movie. And James Wan had no idea what that song was going to be until, I guess, the end of production or whatever. I like it more. I, 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 Bling, what do you think? I mean, do you own this song? I, I own this song. I yes. own it. The I, best dollar twenty nine I've ever spent in my life. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, you you actually warmed up to it because you initially were like, oh my god, I can't believe they ruined this song. Yeah. Then, well, they did it first, but no, it, it, it's amazing. It grows Kick, on you. Oh, yes. Wait, I'm gonna cut this right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> um. So real quick, mugs. Um. So we went to go watch this in theaters, and now you're getting to experiences right now. We gotta you, come on. You can't get okay, too okay, far I'll, ahead I'll, of us. There we go. Yeah. No, fuck it. Let's. I mean, that's all I have. So let's get into it. So Jay, you know, tell us your experience with Aquaman. So Aquaman, I. I'll, so Aquaman, like you're, talk, you're talking to him right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, ta- I'm talking right now. Hey, Aquaman. <laughs> I wasn't real excited to see your movie. I'm gonna be honest. And. Uh, I don't know if it's because I didn't have a lot of experience with you or what. Wait, but wait, wait, with you? He's directing this at Momoa. I'm talking to Aquaman right now. I'm talking to Aquaman. Okay, okay. Jason is talking to Aquaman. Sorry. I can't Sorry. right now. <laughs> All right, I ahead. didn't say that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I wasn't. Jesus. I'm like trying to talk to Aquaman right now. Can you give me a break? No, no, but seriously, though. Uh, but not too serious. Uh, uh, I wasn't super excited to see this movie just because I've seen, I don't know, so many shows, cartoons, just rag on this guy so much. And I, I never read any of his comics. I wasn't like, I liked Batman, but outside of that, I wasn't a huge DC fan, so I didn't read a lot of his comics. So like when I saw this movie come out and I saw the trailers, I don't know, I just, I had a bad feeling that it was going to be just overproduced. It was going to be just... Too much CGI. It, it, it's going to be shot underwater. I mean, it has to be. The majority of it has to be. And I, for some reason, I wasn't expecting a whole lot. I didn't think I was going to be impressed. And I think the only thing that kind of, I don't know, made me kind of want to see it was was Jason Momoa. I think something about... Physique. 
Well, the physique, but I think more that like... You convinced me to go see it because I didn't want to. Yeah, I, I think the physique, but it's more like just... Just... Like, I was I was surprised that they picked him to be Aquaman. Okay. Again, like, I'm going to go back to what I was saying. Like, if they would have picked uh, the Aaron Eckhart, who played, uh, like, Two-Face in Dark Knight, if they would have picked him... Like, I would have understood. I would be like, okay, that's Aquaman. Like, they're going to really? pick some... Well, I don't know. I don't know much about Aquaman. So, when, like, I think of Aquaman, I think of someone that has blonde hair, combed to the side, and is kind of, like, I don't know, kind of timid or, like, just not, not like, not a badass, I guess He's is what not I mean. cool. Yes. Yeah. He's not a cool character. And then when I see like... Jason Momoa with the tattoos and, like, the little bit I've seen from Game of Thrones, like, I'm like, this, this guy's badass as fuck like I, I can't picture him as Aquaman so I guess that is probably the only thing that really like okay you know what maybe I'll give this a shot um, I saw like some of the trailers where it like shows him like drinking with his dad at the bar and it's like him out of the water and I'm like okay maybe they like they really played his backstory a lot and I, I I was a little intrigued to go see it but at the end of the day I was like I, I don't know I wasn't like super stoked to go see it I, I wasn't I knew it was going to be a train wreck and and it was but uh, that, that, that's, that's about my experience. Okay. Uh, offensive. Uh, oh, wait. Hold on. <laughs> Let me stop real quick, though. One more thing. I drove uh, one of our co-stars here, uh, Mugga, down to go see the movie. And uh, we're watching the movie. We're going to have a couple cocktails before the movie. And right when the desert scene starts, the song we were talking about before with Pitbull, The Rain's Down in Africa, comes on the, the rendition he does of this song and right when it starts i look to my side and mugga just i don't know if i want to say he almost leaps out of his seat and he's like i'm done and he walks out i couldn't now, do it anymore I and now, do and it. now I like i he drove me there but i was like <laughs> and i'm like do i stay what do i do now like what do i do and so I'm like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I don't want to be that asshole that pulls up my phone in the theater. I, I hate people that do that. Like, I'm always like, hey, I want to be invested. I want to watch the whole movie. But I'm like, I kind of, I kind of need to ride home because I'm in Ontario too. And I'm like, I don't want to sp- spend like 30 bucks for an Uber. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll bust my phone. And he's like, all right, uh, well, I'm having tall cans in the parking lot. That's so not at all what happened, you lying sack of shit. <laughs> what, you what called me right. after the movie. No, can I get to you my know, experience yeah, and tell the true story? Mugga, tell yeah. us your experience. So, my, well, which time? Because we saw it twice. <laughs> your, the entirety, oh, the entirety yeah. so of your So, my first experience, we go in, and I did not want to watch this movie from day one. I told you guys I didn't want to, um, but prior to this, I didn't want to watch Bumblebee, right? And you guys convinced me. I went and I, and I oh, was good. completely wrong on Bumblebee. I was like, hey, great movie. But again, I held my ground. I said, I don't want to watch this. And you guys said, hey, we have another seat available, assigned seating. Do you want to go? And I said, I was wrong on Bumblebee. I'll go watch Aquaman. We go. Now, we had drinks before. Jason and I, we went to what? The hotel bar up above Ontario, I think yeah, it was. The courtyard. What's across the street? The yeah, yeah we like went. A, it was some hotel there because we yeah. couldn't get into any bar because everything was like packed that day. Yeah. So we go. We had a, we had two drinks there, and then we went and had another drink prior to getting into the theater, whatever. Yeah. And. I, I was not feeling it. I'm not going to lie. But I, I went in with no expectations, totally being like just rude about it, this and that. And when that came on and I looked at Kerwin, when 
the Pitbull song comes on and he, and he looks at me and goes, we have to review this movie. <laughs> yes. But in a condescending way, he was not happy at all. And I was like, Kerwin, I got to go. And I, so I, I, I left. I literally left. But and I, I walked like out. I feel like you weren't even invested at all because I remember when Dolph Lundgren appeared on screen, me and Jason like, holy shit, that's Dolph Lundgren. And yeah. he looked over at you and you were fully invested in just looking at your phone. Like you, We felt like you even... Oh, you know why though, right? <laughs> why? My oh. my sister was. I just found out my sister was getting engaged. Okay, so, that's when it was. Okay, yeah. So was like, Spoiler alert on that one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but you were completely checked out because, like, yeah. I'm like, I was like, Tim Williams, I knew who that is, and it's like the stuff. Like, holy shit! And we looked at you, and you're like this on your phone, like looking down. My sister was getting engaged, but and there was, was like a like, puppy like, involved. Like, look, look I saw him in his red hair, but anyways, I was still in. I, I was still watching, you know. But, uh, but yeah, like, no, it, it, it kept going and going. And <laughs> I did not like, which a part of my trash is the underwater scene where they're facing off on each other. Help me out. It's the Atlanteans versus whatever. Uh, Zebel. There you go. I, I really lost my interest, whatever, all that stuff. So I, I, I walked out and uh, I know I rode with Jason. I wasn't going to leave him. Like this little sack of shit says, do I Uber? No, I, I got him, you know. <laughs> I just went across the street, got three talk hands, and I listened to the real so Total kind, Africa so in my car. <laughs> now he calls me after he got out and he goes, where the fuck you at? <laughs> I'm fucked up by this time, you know. Wow, well, I like that, really? <laughs> yeah. And I go, I go, dude, I had to walk out. And he goes, I don't know what the hell I just watched. There was something that just happened with a bunch of people underwater. Like, this movie sucks. And I'm like, well, you got to drive because I can't drive. <laughs> and so he comes out all pissed off, hating the movie too, you know. And and that's how we like went home that night. And he had to like drive me home, which I'm sorry, but whatever, you know. Like, I had a good time. It ended up being a memorable night for me, you know. But, but then the reason why I had to watch it the second time is because Kerwin said I could not actually give like a critique on the movie if I didn't fully watch it I was like fine fuck you I'll watch it again <laughs> that was the second time and I watched it sober I was not at all gonna like go into this thing where I'm out you know and it was actually better the second time but but yeah that was my experience <laughs> but but he's a liar when he says, you know, oh, I saw you leaving and what the hell? No, no. He called me after the movie was over. He had no idea that I left. Oh, yes, I did. I knew when you left, Oh, Doug, hey, we all knew you left. Yeah. Okay. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. And, and to point out, since we didn't see it the second time, you actually got up and walked out again. And we're like, oh, my God, Mugga's going to leave the I had to go to the bathroom. Yeah. We weren't even drinking that day. We didn't know day. you were going to come back. So yeah, I was like, I, I came back. I came back. Yeah. Right in front of us. But leaving, I'm like. Is he coming back? But then you did sh- come back, so okay, so. Okay. All right, so uh, my experience with the movie, um, I wasn't interested at all in Aquaman, um, having seen Batman v Superman, Justice League. Uh, I thought Wonder Woman was cool, the first two thirds of it. So like the DCEU was not high on my list of movies to watch. Um, I wasn't exactly sure how Aquaman would turn out, but I was very excited for it. You know, because like Jason said, uh, Jason Momoa's casting, uh, the look and feel, having a you know a horror director do it, James Wan. Oh, I yeah. thought that was going to be an oh, interesting yeah. twist on it. And um, you know the first set of footage from Comic Con didn't interest me at all. Seeing Aquaman in Justice League didn't interest me at all. When he goes to meet Mera underwater, um, when Steppenwolf is stealing the stupid ass mother box or whatever, and then um, the first trailer did not pique my interest at all. The very first time I was interested in Aquaman was the second trailer, and it's because of the music they used in the trailer. And that's gonna get into my trash, but like that trailer got me so hyped to see this movie, 
and seeing him come out with like the gold suit and like throw his trident down and like seeing ocean master and seeing like all the the fish and the underwater shit and you see atlantis i was like yo like they're going all all out and i was like yo i want to see this like they're, they're they, they really all, did yeah yeah like they're they're really doing this and i was like let's I'm, I'm gonna go see you know aquaman so like um i'm scrolling through amazon you know same thing with bumblebee like shout out to zuckerberg spying on me and shit but like you know i saw the ad <laughs> I, I mean like i saw I saw the ad for Aquaman on my phone as I'm scrolling through Instagram, and it says, oh, you know, Adam tickets, um, if you're an Amazon Prime member, you get to purchase tickets to an early screening. Uh, Bumblebee wasn't like that. Bumblebee, anybody could go, but for Aquaman, you had to be a Prime member. So I said, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to see this movie regardless. And that's how we went. Yeah, yeah. I, was like, I was like, who wants to go? So I hit up, I hit up uh, Dominic, Bling, Justin. I knew you guys weren't too hot on the movie. But you know, after I bought their tickets, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, let's let's just all go. Like, yeah. we don't have to review it, but let's just all go. Because I was hyped for it. And then uh, you know, you two eventually joined us, which is which is great. And then uh, we all went to the movies. Um, you know, the first time I was kind of middle of the road with it. Um, I was just kind of like, I feel like I need to see it again. Maybe I'll watch it later. I was impressed visually, but I, I thought you really didn't like it first time. No, the first time in the I was, middle of it, you were like, "Can we please?" Re-, and laughing, oh, laughing. Yeah. I was, "Can we please <laughs> review this movie?" That's just like, Kerwin, I gotta go." And yeah. that's when I went to go buy my talk hands. Yeah, I was, I was not feeling it. Yeah. Like I was not feeling it. Within the first thirty minutes, I gave up, and yeah. I was, and I was just sitting there waiting for it to end. And then I, I do remember, <laughs> you know, Dolph Lundgren showed up on screen. I remember uh, trying to get your attention, but you know you're on your phone, like you said. And then my uh, sister was getting engaged with a dog. Like I said, Whatever. like you just no, said. No, you're on your phone. It's, yeah. just, it's not a big deal. It's, it's not just, a big deal. You're just like the guy at the Creed cool. Two, Creed Two premiere. It but, just like uh, proves my point. Like you're on your phone all the time. Yeah. Seriously. What were saying, Kermit? <laughs> Mo- movie etiquette. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> Fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, Sally. Okay, like this is bull. She was getting it. No, you know we, what? We just need. So you we just had need. Your phone uh, on? I turn my phone off. Yeah, I put that shit on silent. Yeah. Then. Anyway, um, but um, I remember Toto Africa coming on, and I was just like, this movie is fucking trash. I was like, this is so trash right now. Like they put a cover of Toto's Africa on here, and it's Pitbull. Me personally, like I'm in not, the desert. In the desert. Yeah. I yeah. mean, with a slow mo shot. With which, a slow mo shot ended up being. Legit, right? Yeah. One of the biggest treasures. I will say. I will say. But then I remember looking because you're sitting next to me. Yeah. Look to my right, and you're just gone. You're like, I gotta go. And I thought, (laughs) I thought you had to take a piss. No. I'm like, I I was was like, I was like, oh, Mug is probably gonna take a piss. Whatever. He'll be back. And you know, like they're fighting like the crab people underwater and shit. And I oh my god. And I looked to my right, and I'm just like, I was like, you can have my army, but you'll never win my loyalty. Yeah, but I'm like, Mugga really fucking like left. Like he's not coming back. But um, you know, that night, like we kinda had a discussion in the parking lot. Um, me, Dominic, Justin, and Bling, you know, just kinda like, hey, we should probably see this again or whatever. So when the movie came I'm out I'm glad we you had that discussion because yeah. I wouldn't have done it again. Yeah. And I'm glad I did see it again. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad I saw it again because I was not too hot on that movie after yeah. the first time. And I felt like I definitely, you know, me not knowing enough about Aquaman. Like, I really felt, like, left out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, you know, whatever, we'll get into that in Trash or Treasure. But, uh, yeah, definitely liked it a lot more the second time. Definitely. Definitely a lot more the second time. So that's uh, that's my experience. Uh, Bling, why don't you tell us about your experience with Aquaman? So, you know, we, went, we got to see this movie on pre- preview night. I went to the film not knowing what to expect because I did see Justice League in theaters. And, spoiler alert, but like, 
they introduced Aquaman in and three other characters in in Justice League, and it was just done terribly. In, like, in Justice League or Batman v Superman? No, in Justice League. Oh, Justice okay. League, they introduced Aquaman, Flash, and Cyborg. And so you kind of they kind of glossed over their origin. See, um, I've never seen Justice League. You guys tell me, don't do it, huh? Have to, it's and that's, that bad. And that's why I was concerned. Like, how 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 are they going to tie in the Aquaman film with the events that happened in Justice League? Okay, so are are they going to ignore the events of Justice League, or are they they're going to just going to kind of somehow tie it in? And and I think the way they did it, they did a good job. So, but my experience is thinking like, oh, this is going to be a bad film. Um, so the first time I since I did see it twice. Um, the first time I saw it, I actually thought it was great. I was like, wow, I was wild away. The second time around... But you, you thought it was great the, the first, first time you saw it? The first time around I saw it, I thought it was great. The second time I saw it, I noticed some stuff that I didn't notice on the first, the first time why, around. Why did you... I, I'm confused. Why did you think it was great? I... Just to kind of highlight why I thought it was good is because when you compare it to the other DC films, it was the first... Well, first compared to only, other DC films, yeah. only DC film that actually had like a proper story narrative structure. Mm-hmm. Like you could actually say, hey, this is the plot of... Aquaman. Yeah. When you compare it to like Justice League, Suicide Squad, it's it's hard to explain those plots in what Wonder sentences. Woman had already come out though. Yeah. Yes. And, 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 Wonder and you Woman, didn't think that had a good plot or it's, it does, but it also you it's literally Captain America the first Avenger. Yeah. With a woman. Yeah. And yeah. That, yeah. All right. So I but, get it. I get it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Keep yeah. going. So that's why I like wow DC actually put together a film that wasn't too. Confusing. It wasn't too. I didn't have all these different things going into it. Um, so, it, it, like I said, it just—it's a story about you know a guy trying to save the you know his the brother. fish. Yeah, the fish. Or the, basically his brother from you know attacking the people yeah. on land. So, um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed the film. I, I definitely, like I said, the, the first time I saw it, I thought it was amazing. The second time around, I did see some stuff like okay, I didn't see that the first time around. So I. I it might have changed the way I looked at the film. And I'll go into that in my Trash and Treasure. Dominic, why don't you tell us your experience with Aquaman? Um, it was pretty much similar to all you guys' experiences as far as like not You didn't watch it with us, did you? Yeah, I did. Both no, times. Th- no, yeah. not the first time I thought. No, no, no. Was there? I was there. Shit, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kerwin, cut Damn. that. <laughs> I thought you weren't there the first time. No, nah, I was the there. second time. No, I was there. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. He was there. He was there. Oh, you wouldn't shit. know you left early, so... Yeah, I left early that first time. Anyway. <laughs> Man, this is... Uh, this is fucked up. It's cool. It's cool. I get it. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Uh, who are you again? <laughs> uh, I'm Dominic. I've been on uh, three podcasts so far. Uh, oh! <laughs> just to remind you guys... Aquaman, did you... Let me grab a beer I don't remember you out there talking with us though at the very end of it. I'm number one. He was there. Oh, but I, I don't. Uh, no, I wasn't there. He didn't huh? Stick around for the yeah. end. Yeah. yeah oh no, left. you weren't there for Bumblebee. Yeah, he wasn't. No, there I wasn't for Bumblebee. there for Bumblebee. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. My bad. My bad. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. Man. I was drunk both times, but yeah. All right. So Dominic, uh, why don't you tell us your experience with Aquaman? Well, <laughs> it was pretty similar to what you guys were saying as far as like not knowing what to expect. Um, I saw Jason Momoa as you know cast. I was like, okay, cool. Um, I w- didn't really have any like t- any certain type of feeling for it. I was just like, okay, it's another DC movie, but DC movies have left like a bad taste in my mouth as far as like Justice League, Batman v Superman. I just feel like it just wasn't high on my list, but it's like it's another big Hollywood blockbuster. They're like, okay, everyone's gonna go see it. So I tagged along with everyone. I was there both times. Believe it or not. Okay. Believe it or not. 
And uh, I don't know. The first uh, the first viewing, I thought it was good. Uh, second viewing, I just saw. I don't know. I've, I'm very analytical, I guess. Um, I just noticed a lot more things I didn't like, but I'll get more into it uh, in my trash or treasure. But yeah, I, I would just say it was just okay experience for both. Did you like it better your first time or your second time? The first time. Okay. All right. So let's get into our trash and treasure. Um, Jason, why don't you tell us your trash and treasure for this movie? I guess. One of my treasures with this is, from what I was reading, they, the way they call it is the wet and dry look. And I feel like we talked about it earlier, the way they shot it, and I feel that how they shot it on land, but then they went back and, you know, b- before they shot it, they recorded people swimming in pools or, or whatever to watch them, how hair flowed, how they moved throughout the water. And then they recorded on land, but then they went back and digitally, strand by strand, put in the hair. I, I, I don't know. There, there's something about that that just seems so time-consuming, so detailed. That I, I do like that part. Um, I do like the beginning of part of this movie as well. When I walked in, I didn't know what to expect, I'll be honest. Like, I, I wasn't super like stoked to watch this movie just because I, I feel like it was a, a difficult movie to accomplish. Like, all the underwater stuff, I, I thought that they were going to make it super CG, which they do, but I was kind of hoping to see some more backstory, and, like, seeing Jason Momoa um, being cast as Aquaman, I don't know, like, I, that was probably the one thing, the one diamond in the rough, where I was like, okay, this guy, he could make this movie really good, because I feel like... Really it, because of his physique? Well, that's part, <laughs> but I feel like it's more like... It's pretty good. Well, yeah, he's pretty cut up in this. Was it because, like, his body was, like, wet at all times, too? Like, just glistening, or? Well, yeah, I mean, whether it's, like, real water, it's a wet, dry look. It could be baby oil. Who knows? Yeah. But, like. Baby oil underwater? They're trying to make him look wet. Yeah, dude. Baby oil. Duh. Yeah, man. (laughs) Anyway. Physique 101, obviously. What else do you do? Anyway, so, like, I was kind of, like, excited to see, like, him, like, I don't play this gritty... Aquaman character I don't know just so, like like Marvel Marvel does superheroes so great and like we've seen DC do it well before I don't know I, I'm, I want to speak for all you guys but I feel like we're all waiting for DC to do a great movie again yes, yes. Yeah, I think we're yeah. all waiting for this yeah. and it's like like I said earlier we're all secretly rooting for them like low key like yeah I want them to do well yeah. I don't yeah. know I, yeah like we see Marvel do it and like they do it well like they do yeah. a good job but like Man, there's like, I'll go back to the Dark Knight, you know, Batman Begins, Dark Knight Rises. There's just like, they're, they can do, they can make these movies really gritty, really like, I don't know, like they can do it really well. And I'm just like, every time I see a DC movie or like, I, or like I, I see something coming out, I'm like, I'm very hopeful, like, oh, I want to see like something like this again. And I saw the first Aquaman trailer or maybe a poster, and I was like, oh, I, I'm not sure. And then, like, when I saw Jason Momoa was in it, and, like, he's all tatted up, and, like, he's got the long hair, and he's, and, like, I don't know. Like, I, I was kind of hopeful. And then we, when we went to go watch the movie, I feel like the first, the first, I don't know, maybe 20, 30 minutes when you're watching it, I was like, man, this could be pretty good. And you see, like, yeah. Nicole Kimmon come, and, like, the way she, like, fucking, like, kicks ass. Yeah, kicks ass, ass yeah. I was like, dude, this is badass. Yeah. I love that part of the movie. I thought that was really cool. So I guess those are my, my treasures. I don't know my trash. Uh, <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Hey, whatever you do, just don't throw it in the ocean. Don't throw it in the ocean. Yeah, don't, yeah. 
I mean, oh my god! Like the fact that you guys downloaded Ocean to Ocean is how many pages is that? It's enough. Don't worry, Kerwin. You, you don't. You don't like that song. I love the rains down under. I love. I love that. You know, Africa. I, I love Toto. You know, yeah. Toto's like done a lot of stuff. Like they he played. They played with Michael Jackson. They've done all kinds of stuff. Toto's like really, really well known. And the Pitbull to just come in and destroy this masterpiece. It's just, it's mind-blowing. Well, you, you gotta break some eggs to make omelet, so. <laughs> no, and the fact that it made it into, like, a big blockbuster movie, I'm just like, who, who greenlit this? Oh, my God, it's fucking frightening. <laughs> They're just like, fuck it. Let's just <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> he said, fuck it. Let's put it in there. All right, go ahead, Jason. I, I don't know. I don't even want to look at this. So, like, <laughs> for my... He's going to skip that. All, all my notes are down. They're down. They're face down. I don't even want to look at this stuff right now. For my trashes, I mean, I understand that it's hard to make a movie that shot underwater. I understand that. Like, that feat is, like, really daunting. Like, it's like, how the hell are you going to do this? But I just feel like, I don't know, when I saw, like, great whites, seahorses, crocodiles, I, I, saw, I saw a crab army. Like, I saw people riding You've fucking the great kaiju, whites. The kaiju. Yeah. I saw people riding great whites, seahorse, like gigantic seahorses. I saw. They're not going to ride small seahorses. Well, that's true. But, yeah. like. Like. Okay. So, like, you got. We got to pick a time period. Like, why, like, why are they so gigantic? Like, why are they gigantic? Like, if we were, like, talking, like, dinosaur period and we had gigantic seahorses, I was like, oh, but okay. But we haven't really explored all of, like, the ocean depth yet. You don't know if they okay, don't so, exist. Stop so, real it. quick. This stop is, it. This is a discussion that I had with Muggs. Uh, remember when we had that discussion, like, a month yeah. ago when we recorded, like, Bumblebee or whatever and we we're mm -hmm. talking about this movie? Of course. Like, the reason that works, for me anyway, is because it exists in the comic. But and I really, that's, that, I really, is the only, yeah. that is the yeah. only reason it's in the movie is because that stuff exists in the comics. Okay. Like, can you say what you're about to say after I get through my trash? Because I think I have the exact okay, same yeah. trash as his, to where you can answer both questions okay, cool, on cool, that. Cool. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. Like, and I like, you know what? I'll, I'll preface this then. I'm sorry. Like, I'll preface it. Like, hey, like, I don't know a lot about Aquaman in the comics. So, like, this is me coming in just knowing the little bits I've seen from comic book covers, I guess, or. Um, stuff on TV or Family Guy or ridiculous stuff. Like I, I really don't know anything about Aquaman. I, I guess yeah. I, I don't really know anything about him. Um, but I guess just seeing this, it's just like people riding these like sharks and 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 like I'm saying this out loud and I'm like I'm giggling like saying this like the crocodiles and I just there's something about seeing it on screen that just it's just it's just weird and I'm like I can't wrap my head around it. I just keep going back to the Austin Powers thing where it's like, I want, you know, sharks with freaking laser beams on their heads. And I just, I just keep going back to that. And I, I, I don't know why. And I don't know why. But, like, I'll be honest, like, the special effects in this movie are amazing. Like, the end scene with this, like, as much as it's over the top, as much as it's just out of control stuff going all over the place with the crab army and like there's just all kinds of shit if i say it out loud it sounds really ridiculous the way they do it is great but i just feel like unless people know about this comic they're gonna think the same thing i'm thinking they're gonna be like what the fuck is going on exactly you're right i, I just feel like they talk about the city falling they talk about how 
some of like the hierarchy have powers. They, they talk about all this, like they talk, they, they address some issues. I'll be honest, they really do address some issues where it's like, okay, I get that part. But some of it where they like, I mean, I guess the crab army, like people have like regressed genetically. Like, I guess that part's explained mm-hmm. like with a sentence. Like they, yeah. they do, they do explain that. But some of it, I just, I, I can't wrap my head around. And when I'm witnessing it on screen, I don't know, it just, it's, it just seems very over the top to me. But again, I, I, really, did, I really did like the beginning of the movie. That, that was probably my treasure, was probably the beginning. The trash is just, I don't know, when someone's riding a great white, it just, it just, it's Back hard. and forth, which it's a great just, white cannot go back it's just at all, hard. right? It's just hard. I mean, like, I love Nicole Kidman, too. Like, they're, like, the, like, when I say the beginning of the movie, like, I'm talking all of it. But I don't know, just riding a huge seahorse, it's hard. <laughs> Mugs, why don't you tell us your trashy treasure for this movie? Okay, so I have to uh, just piggyback on whatever he just said. I think if you watch this movie for the first 30 minutes, it's amazing. I mean, the submarine scene where you first are introduced to Aquaman, and it overlaps, no, to like him at the bar with his dad, which is such a cool scene, you know, mm-hmm. like, hey, whatever he does prior to that. That scene where they come to try to get Atlanta at the lighthouse I thought the costumes they had is is amazing, right? Can I say something though? Yeah. Like when they're at the bar, yeah. And Aquaman is like, "Hey, like, you can always drink me under the bar." Yeah. But by the end of it, I don't know the dad. The dad's hammered, and he's driving him home. Isn't that kind of weird? Not at all. I think it's totally normal. (laughs) Like he's telling him, like, "Hey, like, dad, like, you can always drink way more than I can, and like, you can you you like hold like hold your own the whole time." But then he's. You don't think that's weird? Yeah, because that means that Aquaman is way more fucked up, and Aquaman shouldn't be driving, and the subsequent tidal crash on the shores is... Would have been his fault. It's a fucking fucking ad against drunk driving. Like, that tidal wave is symbolic of drunk driving. There you go. Don't drive drunk. Okay, okay. Um, And then they they have those selfies with the other guys that are there. I I thought that was cool, you know? All that, but no, I, I think the first 30 minutes, it really captures where you're like, all right, I'm all aboard. I'm all in it. I'm, I, I want to watch this movie. They quickly go to the underwater scene. Kerwin, again, help me out. It's underwater. I mean, they go through that tidal wave everything to bam, Atlanteans on sharks, right? Against the who? Zebel. Uh, uh, on alligators. Yeah. Just facing, and, and, and I'm saying this out loud. And just they're crocodiles. <laughs> they're crocodiles. To where I'm like, wait, what the hell just happened, you know? And I immediately was like, well, I'm not on board on this. I think that it would have been better if you said, Kerwin, they establish that type of environment at the very beginning. So at the, like the very opening scene, if they would have had something underwater that shows you, hey, this is the kind of world that is existing underwater, then expose you to that. I would have like, I think been more receptive to uh, yeah exactly I think I would have like yeah. liked it it's, more yeah, because and like, I wouldn't have walked out on that first time you know but that's what because it, it, it goes from like hey this believable I'm telling you the first 30 minutes are great yeah and I'm like I'm all aboard and all of a sudden they go to this and you're like what and then they just spiral down in that you know yeah, Atlantis exactly. world where you're like I'm out see a pitbull comes on <laughs> I'm out you guys you guys want to talk hands? you know I'm out. that's that's what happened you know what whereas think- if they show me at the beginning hey Here's what's going to happen. Okay, bam, go to the real world and then go back to it. I, I think I would have been... Yeah, that's I don't exactly know, I think, what I wrote I think I would have been great about it. I think I would have been... Okay, I understand what's going on. You've like kind of like put my foot in the water. 
I'm good to go, you know? And I think that was one of the trashes that I do have on it. I really do, like Jason says, that underwater fight with the crowd people and all that. Is it necessary? I mean, they're going to make more, right? I mean, that's all. Yeah. Do yeah. they have to do it on this first one? Yeah, like, I, think, I think you set yourself up for failure too because you, not, you have this. I mean, who are they going to fight now? Yeah, you know, like, fight up like, they, like they, it so, didn't need to be that massive. Like we're just kind of yeah, first yeah. time going underwater, seeing what's going on, and like, hey, make it a small battle of something that goes. I I, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. just throwing it out there. At first, though, like you guys said, I did walk out of it. I'm kind of telling my trashes. I'm going to tell you now my treasures, you know, like, I, okay, the first 30 minutes are great. I, I, I really, if you could watch the first 30 minutes, again, if they would have like given me something of what goes on underwater before they showed me those first 30 minutes, then I think this movie is like even that much better. The scene though in Italy, how, I didn't see it the first time because I walked out, but how great is that scene? Do, have you guys, do you guys remember that scene at all? Sequence, the whole sequence. Oh my God. Okay. So first of all, it wasn't filmed in Italy. <laughs> Let's just all, it was in a parking lot, but the stuff they did, you know, like the way they use like cranes and stuff to like shoot. Cause there was, okay. Who, who's the, it was Jason Mona's character, Aquaman and hit the girl. What's her name? Mona? Mara. 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 Okay. She's, they're both like, like getting chased. The way they use cranes to go back and forth. Did you guys notice that? Yeah. It's amazing. Like it is amazing. They did all that stuff. But then there was times where they were like, okay, they were on double decker parts and they were following the villain. Okay. Now the villain would be on like a cable cord going down. They had to have like stuntmen, cameramen, like on the same cord going down, like filming them. I, I thought that was amazing. I mean, it, I kind of want to just go back and watch the movie just for this scene. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great scene now. I mean, the way to look at it, it's kind of impressive. Mm-hmm. It kind of increases my thing. They did what's called a Texas switch. You guys know what I'm talking no, about? So there's a part where it's Mara, right? Yeah. Yes. yeah. She is on a cable running across the... the uh, the rooftop, whatever, and she goes behind a little pillar on a rooftop, and then she comes out of it. I guess that is two different actresses because they had to do what's called a Texas switch. They couldn't get that other one off of the actual cable. So when she goes behind it, I, I think that's kind of like cinematic genius right yeah. there. I mean, stuff like that, it's like, you gotta kind of give this movie respect for what it is. I mean, am I thinking too far in? I mean, you guys look at me no. like I'm like an idiot. I'm, like, I don't, I'm, I'm on like, board it, with everything it was you're pretty, saying right I'm like, whoa. Like, and and Wa- James Wan is like, like describing what they did. I'm like, this is just for one scene. You know what I mean? Not yeah. even talk about anything underwater. And I'm like, man, this is pretty damn impressive. And the bell coming down, they, like the actual actor that was doing it had to hit a punching bag out. and all. I, I, I thought it was pretty... I don't want to say iconic. I don't want to say it, but it, it was it was impressive to where it's like you know what? All right, now I'm on board. I didn't see it in the first time, but now I saw it. That's one of my treasures. I really did enjoy that scene a lot. But again, the first 30 minutes of this film, I think, are really great. I think Kerwin's right because he broke it down to me. He said, "Hey, if they expose you to the underwater depths of like what goes on first, are you more like okay? Now I know what's going on and." I think I think maybe I am, you know, like they, they really don't. They just start you above water, bam, bam. And then all of a sudden there's that underwater meeting. Exactly. I don't know. I just, yeah. they go from one end of the spectrum to the other. 
And if you, like Jason says, if you don't know anything about Aquaman, you really, you're like caught off guard and you're like, it's, there's resistance, you know, where maybe that you give us a little bit prior, you know, a little bit prior, then we're good. Like maybe, that, maybe, maybe Atlanta escaping them yeah, underwater. That's what, that's I, I, exactly that would have been great. Like more dude, backstory you know, right? that's, with the mother. And then she comes that's exactly to surface, what I wrote you know, here. like that would have been badass to where you're yeah. like, okay, shit goes down underwater. Now we're above water and we're about to go back underwater. Then I would have been fine. Yeah. I think they, I'm not saying that crab scene, Jason, sorry. Like, is not necessary but if there's a sequel maybe it's in the sequel it's, it shouldn't be in this movie yeah. because it's so much on one movie you know but but uh, doing research I kind of like this movie now <laughs> I don't know I'm just <laughs> yeah. I don't know you know I, I just kept reading too like I wish we would have done more backstory of when he was a child yes. yeah, yeah I feel like we didn't get to see enough of that and maybe we will. But maybe I, we will, I, I, yeah. I did like how they kind of intertwine. They didn't fully like go into his his childhood. They kind of showed it as flashbacks. So they explained like how he got trained. How, why? Yeah, he, yeah I was cool he with that. How he used his powers. Like he, yeah. they did it in a way where it didn't take up. It didn't ruin the pacing. To put your point, how like they said, the first thirty minutes of the film you, was really good as far as so. Pacing. And my next question, and this is again my treasure. I'm so sorry that I'm like. In no, you're, the, good. No, you're, you're good. good. Did they put no, too much in one movie? Could they have spread it out? Like, did they just try to put f- so much I'll, in one movie? I'll go into detail with my trash and treasure. That, that's my trash and treasure. Let me know what you guys that, think, yeah. and we could talk about it. Yeah. All right. I feel like kind of like Power Rangers too, though. Like when we talked about Power Rangers, they did the same thing. Well, yeah. Power Rangers didn't do enough. Power Rangers. Didn't yeah, do they enough. waited too long. They waited to... too long to show the Power Rangers, and they only had one fight. And you don't like Mugga said. You don't see the Zords transform at all. At all. They don't. They fight for two minutes. I'm just like, saying. Like I wish. Like I guess in, in Power Rangers we got a little more backstory than like than we wanted. Yeah. But it's like we just didn't get enough time. I feel like. Like I don't know. I. So you're saying Aquaman? You didn't get enough backstory in this yeah, movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. Okay. Um, my trash or treasure. Um, so my trash with this movie uh, is the music. Um, this movie has no idea. <laughs> how it wants to sound or feel at times. Uh, there are parts with like sweeping, majestic, you know, musical score. Then out of nowhere, it's like electronic digital music straight out of like Tron Legacy. And then it's like 80s synth pop when like Black Manta is like fucking fixing his suit in the lab. He has like some like 80s progressive rock, electronic rock playing in the background, which doesn't match his character at all. Um, exactly. It's, it's so stupid. And then um, then we talk about, you know, Toto Africa coming up. The first time I watched this movie, first time I watched this movie, I was like, this is stupid. How do I get out of here? And uh, of course, ironically, you know, I, it's it's amazing. I mean, I will say that that's that goes to my treasure. But um, Jason just nod his head. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, like when when that song comes up, I literally felt like I was watching like a S Club Seven video. Yeah, like yeah. it was it was that bad the first time. Um, then they have a, like a stupid guitar riff every time like action is about to happen. Anybody who's ever watched anime, as soon as a uh, main character is about to kick some ass, they like put their head down and they look side to side and then like they start like kicking ass and shit. They have the guitar riff on the submarine. They have the, the slow motion, right? Yeah. Walking through the smog. Yeah, <laughs> they have they have like when Mera's about to fight the dudes after uh, Aquaman gets blasted off. When In the, the winery. Yeah. yeah, like she like does her little like sentai pose and like looks and it's like wow and then like she starts (laughs) (laughs) yeah like she starts like kicking ass and they just do it over and over and they always give like this smirk every time they're about to kick ass and shit 
it bothers me because when I say the second trailer got me hyped, the music in that second trailer was fucking amazing. And I was like, yo, I hope that this is the, I was like, yo, is this the Aquaman theme? Yeah. I was like, this, this sounds, it's like that. Dun, 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 dun. I was like, I was like, yo, this is a badass theme. Like for Aquaman, like I'm ready. I'm, I'm hyped for this movie. I was waiting because I, I buy movie scores. Like I listen yeah. to movie scores. And so when this didn't show up at all, I was just like, well, what the hell? Like, I don't like the music in this movie at all. Like, I don't yeah. like it. So like my, my trash with this movie is the music for sure. Black Manta. Total waste of a character. Yes. Total but do you waste think they're do you think they're setting it up for no. a second? No, this is what they should have done. They should have the first done the first one, Black Manta. The first no no. I, I'm cool with because this whole movie has to be about him ascending to the throne. Right. So you need his brother. You need right. Orm. And I actually like Orm. I have some problems with him, but I do like Orm. Yeah. My problem with Black Manta is is like He's basically like a lackey the entire movie, and Black Manta is literally Aquaman's like arch nemesis. Like right. he's like his Joker. Yeah, he's his Red Skull. Black Manta is like a he's like a fucking joke in this movie. Like if they want to set it up, you know, kill his dad at the beginning of the movie and just don't show him at all until the end credits. Just don't show him at all because all he does is get a nice gun with some with some contact lenses and fucking show up in Italy. And his character is not really fully fleshed out because all of a sudden he has ties with Orm. Like, okay, where's the backstory on that? Yeah, yeah like, I understand, like, he helped you get the sub and all that shit, but it's just, like, for the plot, he works. But you could have done that with any kind of, like, low-tier character. But this is Black right. Manta we're talking about. Yeah. You could have done that with anybody. Your dad died... And that's another trash I'll get into real quick. But, like, your dad died, you know, essentially because of Aquaman. Not true. But you should be a, a way more angry, despicable, yeah. violent character. Like, when you see him, like, fixing his... My other trash, like, Black Manta becomes a fucking scientist out of nowhere. You know, as somebody that doesn't read the comics, like, I understand... Do you like that he befriended the other... Orm? Yeah. I, I like the fact that they were working together. I, 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 I thought like, that was great. I like yeah. that. That was good. But it's, but, not but it's just, but I'm talking about like Aqua or Black Manta as a character. Yeah. Like as a character, he, he is so shallow. It's just like, dude, like your dad died. You should be the most angry motherfucker in this movie. You think he was? No. Okay. It's just like he's he had the he's, worst. He's like, he's like, oh, guess I'm going to need a bigger helmet. He had like, the worst dialogue in the whole worst dialogue. But I, 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 don't, I don't vengeance. think they were going for him as a villain in that movie. Well, that's the thing. It's just like, yeah. kill his dad, show the sub transaction, you know, reveal that he was the one that got the sub for Orm, and then boom, that's it. That's it. And leave it alone. And then at the yeah. end credits... Have, do it, yeah. have him meet up with Dr. Shin. Yeah, and that's he's floating. He's, it could have been him just floating. So just have Aquaman and Ocean Master. Aquaman yes. and They're Ocean. the ones because, that battle it out. Because yeah. I don't feel like we got enough Ocean Master backstory. We didn't. We, we didn't. didn't. Yeah. But um, to continue on with Black Manta real quick, you know, his whole backstory. Um, hey, in the middle of raiding this submarine, let's just stop before we open a door and explain this whole history about how your grandpa was in World War II and here's a, here's a knife that's passed down. It's just like, this is the time you decide to do this? I thought it was cool. You no, didn't no, like it's, it? It's a cool story, but it's yeah. just like, this is the time to do that? Yeah. Like now? Yeah, no, you're right. You're yeah, right. it's just yeah. like, come on, y'all. Like, that's, it's, it's like silly. Like, it's throwaway at that point. It's just yeah. like, if anything, they should have just had his dad be Black Manta at the beginning. His son is kind of reluctant. And because Aquaman essentially lets his dad die, he becomes Black Manta, but even yeah. more violent than his dad was. Like, yeah. that would have been a great arc. He has no arc. 
you know, we're trying to draw significance from something that isn't even there or just spoken about. Like you go to a movie to see things, you can't just explain away things. So if you want to explain it away, Black Manta better have a way more intense emotional arc and he does not and it's and it's terrible. And then uh, Orm, I feel like, you know, Orm hates the surface, all this other shit, I get it. Your mom went to the earth, you know, banged Jango Fett, and then like fucking came back down. Jango Fett, I love how you said that. <laughs> If you don't know that what that means, like you're too young for us, right? <laughs> like. <laughs> but it's just like I, I get it. And then like she came back, she had you, like she was thrown to the trench, et cetera, et cetera. And you hate and you hate the service. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Where's the lie? <laughs> you're not. There needs to be more explained than that, like, oh I hate the surface because it got my mom thrown in, you know, the trench. But yeah. it's just like, nah, nah, dude, you should be pissed at Atlantis for throwing your mom <laughs> yeah. in the trench. The surface world didn't do this to your mom. Your dad did. And so, like, my whole thing is just like, where the hell is Orm's dad? The same way Aquaman has flashbacks, and there aren't enough, I think, to Jay's point, you want to see more of his backstory. Know what his life growing up was like, how, you know, what he did, essentially, kind of. I wish we would have had that for Orm. Why don't we show flashbacks of Orm growing up knowing he has a brother from the surface, showing what he went through after his mom got sent to the trench, showing his dad, maybe his dad's abusive, maybe his dad's like a like a ocean Nazi or some shit and hates the surface or some shit. Show that influence, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause logically speaking, he should hate Atlantis because of their, you know, their old like customs for throwing his mom yeah. into the trench. So that that was my my biggest trash with Ocean Master. My treasure for this movie, I had I had to move it out of my my trash bracket into my treasure bracket. But uh, Ocean to Ocean is yeah. Ocean there it is. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, Ocean to Ocean, uh, it'll get you wet. Jason, oh, let's try gosh. this song. Dollar twenty nine. Put it on your. You already I, bought it, so you know. All right. You're good. Okay, Ocean but yeah, Ocean to Ocean, it's it's. Something about it, man. Like it's it's so corny, it's catchy, but um, I love it. It it's, puts everyone in a good mood. It really it. does. Yeah. I listen to does the, it though. Yes, yes, oh, yes. Everyone. It does. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, mm, um, debatable. Yeah, <laughs> debatable. But, um, debatable. Uh, my other treasure with this is the Sicily scene, of course. Like you said, it's I, amazing I dug scene, that. man. Yeah. I I fucking love the costumes in this movie. Like yeah. I don't know about you guys, but like I love that. They didn't, you know, and this goes with the costumes, this goes with the set pieces, etc. But like, I love that they just said, like, fuck it, we're just gonna fully embrace what Atlantis looks like. You know, the ridiculous fish scale costumes, the armor. I know we talked about like the giant fish and all that other stuff. You know, like I'm glad they embraced that because that's that's they weren't scared to to do anything. Yeah, Yeah. and I I feel like a lot of movies like before, like I guess you could say this is like the the top tier era of superhero films where like studios are no longer afraid to show what they look like in the comics look at x-men they're all wearing black yeah you know look at they did not do anything that wolverine was supposed to look like yeah Yeah. they didn't they didn't even try and you know i feel like the marvel movies have you know in maybe the last two years just started to embrace the ridiculousness of what characters look like and i'm so glad with this movie they didn't hold back they just said fuck it they ride well well bling back me up when it's on on HBO Entourage, and there's James Cameron's Aquaman, right, yes. with Vincent Chase. They pull out the costume, and they're kind of like, hey. This is what you have to wear, and this- It's kind of what he does wear in the movie, right? It's <laughs> yeah. like, whoa, because it is what Aquaman does wear, yeah. right, you know? So they- like, they are not afraid to, like, hey, here's what they look like in the, you know, Kerwin, you're exactly right, you know, like, yeah. here's what they look like, here's what you're going to do, yeah. Yeah, and I love that, like, he doesn't get his, like, 
you know, his orange suit till the end. I love that. Like, as ridiculous as that suit looks in on the comic page or... Because I remember Jason actually trying to ask you, like, his costume is ridiculous. And you're like, that's what he wears. <laughs> right? oh, wait, wait, wait. That's what you said. No, I, I didn't see it. Remember, I didn't see it the first time. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so liar. Roll your eyes. Roll your eyes. That, I did not see that at all. That is what you said the second time. You're like, is that what he's supposed to look like? And I'm like, yes, that's what he's supposed to look like. No, Jason, this happened on the first showing. And I did not see the first part of it because I was actually out drinking Tarkins. Debatable. You're a liar. But anyway, um, yeah, like I like that they embrace that. I thought it was cool that every character had a trident, their own specialized trident. I thought that was cool. Atlanta has one. Arthur gets the king's one. Orm has his own trident. Volko has a trident. Everybody. Yeah. Like I thought that was super cool. You know, the underwater effects, like you said, just the technical aspects of, you know, shooting the entire project. I thought that was, it was amazing. But like I said, my biggest trash is, you know, underutilization of Black Manta. Either, either flesh his ass out or save him for the next one and make him scarce throughout the plot. Mm-hmm. And Orm, I wanted to see more of Orm because I thought Orm was a potentially like great character that wasn't fully realized. But right. that's that's my trash of treasure. You know, shout out to Pitbull. And, uh, <laughs> shout out to Pitbull. Oh, so uh, we got Bling and Dominic. Yeah. So uh, Bling, what's your trash of treasure with Aquaman? Okay. So there is a lot of trash and treasure that I, I have for this film, and actually a lot of it you guys already touched on. So I'm glad you guys kind of touched it. I'm going to kind of expand it through the detail. Treasure. I love all the visuals as far as the like the location yes, shooting. Yes. So when they go to Atlantis, uh, when they go to Sicily, they go to you know even even the Sahara Desert. Like visually looks amazing like the set locations were amazing I yeah. could, and and the way to use the different angles like i said it wasn't just a straight wide shot they were showing these locations from different angles so big treasure for, for the film with that said um trash it has to go to any time they displayed any aquatic life on the film like, I, I know jason touched on it but even from the very beginning when you see the aquarium scene i'm like looking at that aquarium i'm like how much aquatic life they, they, they threw like six sharks in there a billion <laughs> fish and then every scene that had aquatic life it was just like why is there so much of it on the screen and you know to Jason's point that you have these sharks and seahorses that made them all weaponized like hey you know Atlantis is such an advanced civilization they have the scientific knowledge to make these great vessels. Mera has a great vessel. They show the big ships that Orm has. Yeah. Like, they don't need to weaponize and put lasers on sharks and alligators. Like, just make them there, okay? They yeah. don't have to make them like some super technological killing machine. So, big trash there. Um, treasure, um, the music was great. I like. Um, Do you like Ocean to Ocean? I love the Ocean to Ocean. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. I also love the just the, just the pacing of the film. Like I said, you you actually hit it on the head. Like they did a really good job in the in the very beginning, kind of going right into the origin. Yeah. Um, they didn't dwell on a lot of his like training in the in, in the beginning. They kind of showed it as flashbacks. I thought that was great. Um, where it kind of got kind of slow was when, when they actually got to the Sahara Desert. I didn't like that. It kind of slowed the pace and actually right. changed the pace of the film because then all of a sudden it became more lighthearted. It became almost kind of comedic. They and kinda, and you are you and I are kind of on the same. We thought, why even have that until Kerwin shows us? Yeah. No, it's part but, of but the comic, it also, right, it Kerwin? Kinda, it's on. It it's in the book. Like, you know, yeah, like I'll like after we after we get through Trash and Treasure, like I'll let you know like what is in the book because a yeah. lot of the yeah. shit was lifted. But from I the felt yeah. like just the way it was paced, it kind of dragged too. So I, I didn't like that. The movie falls into cliches. Okay, uh, and there's three instances where I saw that this happen. Okay, the first one. 
is when you know Jason Momoa is driving his father away from the bar, and there is that wave that's coming. It's a big movie cliche. Impending doom always gets it's coming from behind. Like the wave is gonna get to them from behind. And why is it not coming from the front? Why is it coming from the side? It's always they're driving away from the impending doom. I thought like, dude, they've done this to death. And it's a movie cliche. Okay. The second one is when Aquaman's training, he's like, and, and Volko shows him, like, how do you do that water shield thing? And then he's like, you'll learn soon enough. And then in the big climatic battle, he knows it. He's like <laughs> using it. I'm like, oh God. Did you see, did you see when like Volko's like guarded by like the guards or whatever? And like it shows Aquaman like doing the fucking move. Yeah. And like you just see the camera zoom in on Willem Dafoe's face. He has like the biggest <laughs> erection. Yeah. Like, for, yes. what's, for what's happening at the moment. And like, it's like, so cliche. You don't, you don't see that? You remember that? Yeah. Like, it um, zooms in on Willem Dafoe, he's and, he's like, just, and he's just like, aha. <laughs> he's like, what? He's like, he's just like, he's just like, like a proud father. Like, yeah. I'm just like, I'm just like, he didn't do nothing with that. Like, uh, another cliche, this was the other one I saw, was uh, when uh, Orm is arresting uh, Volko, and he's all like, Take him away, but make sure he has a uh, make sure he has a view. And then at the very end, when Orm is getting taken away and arrested, he Volko basically says the same thing to him. He says, yeah. "Take him away, but make sure he has a view." I'm yeah. like, "Oh God, you're just rehashing that's what a, you said to each other." That's exactly what it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll give you one more trash and treasure. Another trash was that fight scene at the end, that huge fight with the crabs and everything. It was like. This is this tries so hard to be Lord of the Rings kind That's of. That's what like, I got out of yeah, it too. And, and, yeah, and it was, but it was executed so poorly. I like, yeah. like I said to my point, there's just so much, so much aquatic life that was just like, dude, how much, how many sharks and alligators and everything, seahorses, seahorses are crabs, there in the ocean? Like this, this lasers. This fucking ocean is fucking <laughs> crowded. Like shit, dude. Like how did it even move around? Um, so yeah, I, I thought it was just that was just a or like attempt to trying to be something like Lord of the Rings. Okay, no, but the you're, you're forgetting about the part where Aquaman and Mera make out yeah. in the middle. That's, that's the biggest cliche. Yeah, yeah and, and that's and, the biggest and, cliche. And Aquaman is just grabbing cheek. Like yeah. he's, like, he's not dude, even being like, shy about dying, it. Dying, like save this. Like, and you're just like, you're just copping a feel. I'm like, come on, man. Like, come didn't on. he just get like blasted twice? And he's like, oh hey, Mera. He's like, we gotta get we gotta get people out of here. It's like, <laughs> I know, Arthur. What are we gonna do? I don't know, but we should probably make out because of cinematic obligations. 360, yeah. like slow yeah, motion. Yeah. Like, like they are 100 yards from any conflict <laughs> yeah. somehow. Like the camera spins around them and there's not a single shark with a laser beam within miles. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Last treasure, and I'll leave this. So this movie came out right around the time that uh, Mary Poppins Returns. Never Just, saw it. Is yeah. it good? But no, I didn't, haven't seen it yet. But Mary Poppins Returns, you know, they obviously, it's, it's a new film. It has... Emily Blunt, so it doesn't have Julie Andrews in the film. So I loved how in this movie the the big there's a big monster is the Karathin. Yes, it was actually voiced by Julie Andrews. I thought like oh wow yeah I didn't know that. Like, when you when you find out that's Julie Andrews like she played this like demonic kind of like deep and it was like I'm glad they they got her on to to do that with I think it was the was that on purpose I mean I like, don't know but it just felt like wow it's like she's in this film Mary Poppins comes out right around it, the same time it, it, she's it not went against it. Mary Poppins in the ratings yeah yeah wow so, she chose right yeah so that's my trash and treasure all right so uh, Dominic why don't you tell us your trash and treasure yeah, with I this got movie all the, the damn leftovers like oh man 
you guys all touched up on it and everything, but what I wrote down, uh, for my treasure, I put the action. I felt like the action was dope. Um, that's basically what kept me um, invested in the movie because everything else was just kind of corny to me. The costume design, I loved it. Um, special effects, the world of Atlantis, I wish they would have explored it more what it looks like on like the ground level civilian life and stuff like that not just like the arena and then passing through the border and then getting chased out like I wanted them to fully Stay yeah. For a while. yeah I wanted to yeah. I wanted to see what this world's about not just you know wreck ships everywhere and stuff like that so those are my pros my cons <laughs> uh, well, these are trashes basic- <laughs> trashes trash. my trashes okay yeah, my trashes go. good job uh well, basically, these are more so my fixes. Like, I wish there was more backstory with the mother. I feel like that would have fixed no, up the entire right, right. movie. Like, in the beginning, when she leaves to go back to Atlantis, they, they should have just followed her, showed him, like, the guy she was trying to escape, conceiving the child, and then showed the, you know, Orem growing up, and then, like, the father influence. Yeah. Like, and then her just getting thrown into the trenches. Like, we needed to see what happened to her. I feel like that would have like flushed out the rest of the movie. We've been like, okay, this is what Atlantis was like when they were right. kids and stuff like that. So, um, and then it would make like you know Ocean Master Worms like story more believable. Like, okay, you loved what's his name Aquaman more than me, or what? What's Arthur. 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 Yeah. You loved Arthur more than me. You loved the Earth or the the surface more. Surface. So it would have given more drive to be like, okay, we needed to destroy the top or whatever. I don't know if you guys noted this, but there were a lot of abrupt interruptions like explosions in the movie like <laughs> explain like every time like there was like a sentimental moment it would just be like interrupted by an explosion of some sort like in the beginning with the father in Atlanta like this the the dudes from the army dudes from Atlanta oh, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> they just bust through yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and then when the well yeah. I mean was it really cause the dog kind of started barking right yeah yeah but it, it let me let me go Interru- on to my next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Black Manta and the father—they're having like a sentimental moment with the knife, and then like <laughs> Arthur just comes up and like buses the submarine all the way to the <laughs> surface. He just like okay, and then they get interrupted there in the Sicily scene. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Black Manta makes yeah. his appearance, yeah. and it all they just yeah, get blown away there. Um, like he just destroyed history. I mean, when they have that that congregation between uh, Orem and like the other people trying to like do. Fight, like the submarine just blows them away with the missile. Yeah, they interrupt. So you're like yeah. you're saying it's kind of like an overused movie. Yeah, it's yeah. too yeah. too many abrupt explosions. I felt like I got you. And then the music, I felt like it was just trash. It was just all over the place. I can't. I'm not gonna get into the pit shit. You guys already did that <laughs> enough. Shit, like, it's, it's great. It's yeah. amazing. Uh, yeah. It's amazing. Uh, the montage with Mantis, it was just out of character. It's like okay. Um, what I felt would have fixed the movie was like in the beginning instead of having Black Manta like you know stab the guy it should have switched roles like the father was doing all the dictating and like the muscling and like killing everybody Kerwin we said earlier the reluctant son is like oh, I don't know if I'm ready blah 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 they give him the knife and then like okay Aquaman didn't save you so I'm gonna you know take up the throne now mm. I feel like that would have fleshed it out Manta better um, it was too whimsical at points I don't know if you it's, when it got to fucking Pitbull I'm sorry, I just, I just lost all interest in it. That's when I left the first time. Nah. <laughs> and I agree with you. When I left when the first time. When it went to get out to that scene, it definitely, the tone shifted. It's a lot more lighthearted. There's a lot of banter between yeah. Aquaman and Mera. And it's like... Like, I couldn't help thinking, like, the whimsical music was, like, the background music for, like, a Mucinex commercial. It's just like... <laughs> What the fuck you is going on? commercial. It's like... Side effects may include the inability to swim, drowning, 
do you have congestion? I'm just like, what the fuck's going do on you, here? Do like, you go to sleep at night and wake up in the morning? Like, oh shit, I got that. <laughs> so right from when Pitbull came on to the, oh, we could have just pissed on it. Like I was kind of like, that was hilarious. It. Yeah, that was hilarious. Like when you said I, I could have pissed on it, then I was like, okay, all right, thank you, bring it back up. The only other thing that was, I guess, is nitpicky is just the underwater ships. I just feel like they're unnecessary, but yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> Cause yeah. I don't get they like they can swim super fast, but they need ships to swim super faster. Nah, you don't think you don't think Usain Bolt uses they were a car? breaking like sonic booms in the middle all of the right. fucking ocean. Like right, sonic. We're, gonna, we're gonna edit all your parts out, Dominic. <laughs> all right, so um, let's get into ticket scores, and then we'll get into bullshit after. Yeah. All right, so um, Jason, why don't you tell us how much you would pay to watch Aquaman? The fact that James Wan directed this, and I. I love Saw to Death. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to pronounce his name incorrectly. Is it Lee or Lay Wanal or Wanal? I, I think it might be Lee. Lee? Okay. Yeah. But he was in the first Saw movie. And I, I love that he, they made him the pilot in this movie. I like that James Wan also does the Conjuring movies. Yes. With, yes. With, and the Annabelle doll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With Annabelle, they, there's actually a scene in Aquaman where they meet up with uh, Willem Dafoe. It's like a shipwreck or something where they they come in from the water. Yeah, yes. the bubble thingy. Yeah. It's yeah. the bubble thingy. Yeah, exactly. And there's actually a scene where there's an Annabelle doll on the floor. Oh, okay. Is oh, there really? Yeah. yeah. There's an oh, Annabelle wow. doll on the floor. So James Wan does a lot of like these little like hidden Easter egg things. It's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. I didn't catch that. Wow. Okay. I mean, again, the the wet dry shot stuff with the hair. I, I don't know. There's they did a lot of good stuff. I, Again, I've watched this movie twice, and oh, it's, it's really just, painful. So yeah. much disdain in it's your painful. voice. I think, I think this might. Again, like I liked the beginning of this movie. I did. I really did. Like, I, I hate doing this, man. Like, I liked the beginning of this movie. I really did. I was like, I had high hopes. Like, but I think I have to give it a five. That's fair. Okay. Five dollars. I give it a five. Okay, fair enough. Five dollar. But I did pay. For two tickets, so that's thirty dollars. Yeah, mugs. How much are you paying? <laughs> I paid twice for this movie. If you would have asked me after the first time I watched it, when I was in the my car drinking tall cans, waiting for Jason, I just said that's zero fucking dollars. You know, I would never. You know, and and he alongside of me was like, yes, yeah, the worst piece of shit we ever saw in our life. Kerwin, you very. <laughs> Very admirably, he's like, no, you got to watch it again. Let's go again. Let's do it. And, and I'm so glad I did. And then we did research and all that. And I'm so close. I'm very close because it's not a $5 film to me. It's a $10, but I'm close to a 15 Are So you I'm gonna, fucking I'm going to ask you, Kerwin, yeah. can you give me anything to where it's like, because I'm going to buy this. I mean, I bought the song and I'm like, I want to watch it again. <laughs> yeah. Can you give me anything to where I'm going to give it a 15? Like right now, really quick, like last, before you walk into the test, what are the answers? Like anything you can give me to where I can give this a 15? Because I'm right now at a, at, a, at a 10 right now. I will say this. If you thought Batman, Superman, um, Justice League, uh, all that other shit was like bad, you know, excluding yeah. Wonder Woman. I never like, saw Justice like, League. Like look at it this way. Like it's only up from here, hopefully. And I think that considering all the world building that had to go into Aquaman, hopefully we see that much more effort yeah. into the DC yeah. movies forward. So hopefully if the DCEU continues, 
you know, onward after Aquaman and not just a sequel. Hopefully we see that much level of effort in those movies. Playing, you got anything? I mean, the only thing I could tell you is that maybe when the you know when this comes out on Blu-ray, we get like an extended version and maybe that hashes out some of the things because like yeah. I feel like there's a lot of things that it's not fleshed out. So. Wait, is it gonna come out on Blu-ray or Manta Ray? <laughs> don't forget. I'm the, done. I'm, I'm giving it. I'm giving it a ten. 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 So Jason and I, we got a five and a ten dollars. I can't can't go above ten yet. Can we applaud that pun yeah. real quick. <laughs> well done, Curran. Well, thank you. All right, who's next? Who's next? Right. Curran, what are you giving this? I'm going 15. You're, wow, you gotta give us a reason. You gotta give us a reason. I'm, dude, like I don't, I don't know what it is, man. It's just like I. They weren't scared to go where they went. Yeah, uh-huh. they they yeah. were they were because Aquaman. He's always been the butt of every joke. He's known. He's always portrayed as being like cheesy, inept. Like even in the Jeff Johns comic, they poke fun at the fact that people on land don't take him seriously. Like at yeah. one point, people ask him like, "What's it feel to be like the loser of the Justice League?" The news people ask him that shit. So like I'm glad that Aquaman, although I've never been like a huge fan of him, like finally has like his movie. It's more successful than Batman, huh? Yeah, yeah. and it's just and it, that blows my mind. Like yeah. I I thought this movie was gonna cap out at like six five, million, six mil, million, yeah. like half a billion, yeah. And the fact that it made this much money is great, but it's just like the first time I walked out of it, I was just like I was like I don't know how I feel about this. I'm leaning towards like the five dollar range or whatever. Um, and then you know. You know, I thought about it, all that other stuff. And then, um, like, when we went to go see it the second time, I was just kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm actually going to watch this movie and see Again. it for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And Because that second trailer really raised my expectations. And then, like, I, there were things I liked about it. But the second time, like, the movie moved a lot quicker. There are still things I have huge problems with. Black Manta being one of them. You know, Black Manta's father dying. Aquaman didn't kill your daddy like your daddy killed himself like you shot a fucking grenade launcher in a torpedo babe are you fucking stupid and then Aquaman takes the the pole out of your arm and lets you fucking live and you still shoot him and then the torpedo falls on you shut the fuck up it's your fault like you killed yourself yeah kill yourself yeah so it's just like so like there there are things in this movie that I do not like that are just wastes of time but like I love world building from the ground up I love seeing new things that I don't know about in comics. The sad part about knowing a lot about the comics is that you're not surprised by a lot of it. And because I don't know a lot about Aquaman, like I had the chance to learn, go back and read some stuff. And I'm and having read the Jeff Johns run, like I'm really impressed with what they were able to pull off. And not just from like a storytelling perspective, like it gets a little sloppy here and there, but just just visually, they went all out. Like you guys said, the last battle we could have done without. Like, I, I would have preferred the last battle to just have been a one-on-one with Orman Aquaman. Yes, yes, a more intimate yes. fight. But um, I got to go I gotta go 15. Like, I love the set design, the cinematography, wow. the costumes. The jokes, are, the jokes are, like, hit or miss here and there. But, like, I just love having, like, fresh new characters. And it's not... And I feel like this is the first DC movie other than maybe Man of Steel and maybe the first two-thirds of Wonder Woman where I'm like, I want to see more. Yeah. I want to see what happens right. next. And and that's why I'm giving it a 15. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just me. But uh, Bling, uh, what are you paying to watch Aquaman? See, I'm a little torn with this, okay? So when I first time I saw it, I said 15 off the, the bat. Second time around I saw it, I said, you know what? This is leaning more towards 10. Because if you know anything about me, I use the four pillars to... The, to a B one A B two four, four whatever you got, whatever you got going. Would you recommend it? Yeah, I would recommend it. B, would you uh, would you watch it again and again? Actually, anytime it came on, yeah, I think I would. I, I did. I already saw it twice. 
Third, would you buy the Blu-ray if it came out? That's where I'm a little torn because the fourth one is, are you entertained? Yeah, I was entertained, but I don't know if this film is going to age well and if you know if it's going to be what it's See, I, like. Hey, Kerwin, I think it. Do you think it's going to age well? That's the thing. I, don't I think know. I think it's just going to be what it is. Yeah, like, it, I, I think it's, 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 it's going to age well. I think the thing is, I don't I don't know. That's why that's why. Yeah. If I don't feel like it's not going to age well, that's why I, I don't think I would buy the film. Okay. But. Honestly, I don't know. So I'm a little torn. So, but so between I mean, you guys, ten and fifteen, you guys, you guys brought you. up a lot of good points, and I'd like to. There's some things that this is one of those films that you, I would have to look back on, like after a few years or after they come out with a sequel and say, "Hey, this was actually a great film." Because I mean, it's just like Captain America: yeah. the First Avengers. I thought that was a terrible film, but looking back on it, you know what? It's not that bad. No, it's not bad. But for the time, I thought it was a terrible film, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay. But then looking back, I'm like, hey, that's actually a, in hindsight, it's a great film. So you know what? I'm gonna give 15. I'm gonna give wow. 15. Wow! I'm, I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna give 15. That just happened. But I mean, like I said, I was I, gave it a 15. Can I just say? Can I just say I love the four pillars? Yeah, I, the four pillars should <laughs> be how we rate all of our movies a, now, B, right? A B third and fourth. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> right? There we go, Blue. There we go. Right I mean, on. Like I said, it, it's welcome to four pillar ticket. You know, what? It's, in, it's it's in theaters right now. Like I said, like if it comes out on Blu-ray. And I Wait, buy if it. it's gonna come out on when, Blu-ray. When, when it, okay, when it comes out, yeah. and if I buy it, then my fifteen is is is. There you just go. All right. All right, Dominic. It's up to you, man. You guys are crazy for fifteen. Oh, here we go. He's gonna bring it down you a lot. Guys are crazy. All right, now, can I before you <laughs> analyze this? Have you thought about your four pillars? I mean, I'm just saying. What's your AB3 and 4? Uh, I mean, I, what was it? I would recommend it. You recommend it. Would I see it again? Would you see it again? Not a third any, time, any, no. Anytime it shows on, it was a, uh, like, hey, it, I'll watch this again. I like as oh. background? Like, like yeah. say it pops up on TV, you say, hey, would I watch it? I'm like, yeah, I've seen it already, but I'm going to see it again. Like, it's one of those. I mean, if it's going off that Four criteria, pillars, man, be, let's go. Yeah, it would be 15, but then I, I just don't feel like it's there. All right, just so, just so we get back to it, like, like, this is how much you would pay to watch it. Yeah. So I, I the yeah. four pillars are cool and all, but that's not the name of the game. Yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like we got like a branding thing going on, marketing. Twenty dollars ticket. Yeah, we have a visual identity that we need to uphold. So yeah. All right, Dominic. Uh, what you got? I feel like honestly, most I can do is ten. I can't. I can't go any higher than that. Okay, that's cool. Are you going ten? Or are you going? No, lower? yeah, I'm. Do, I'm doing ten. I just, okay. I just feel like uh, villains need to have an arc. They can't just be like, okay, an asshole for no reason. Looking at you, like, Marvel. Yeah. Looking at you, Marvel. Yeah, they have to have a reason. Like, okay, why is he so sad? Why is he doing all this stuff? For What is his motive? Like, people are getting smarter. They're asking questions. They're just like, what is going on? And I just feel like they didn't answer that in this movie. They did in some parts, but it's just, I just feel like it should have been more fleshed out. Um, but the only thing that kept me entertained was just the action. The cinematography, the effects, and that was it. Like, the, the dialogue was just cheesy. I feel like the story could have been better and I don't know. I, I think you bring up a good point. I feel like with the recent trend in like superhero films that we they've been coming out with, they've been throwing a lot of villains in the films. Like it's it's not like you only get one villain in out in a film. You get like a minimum two or three. But hasn't that always been the thing kind of yeah, but think about it, like Justice League, the guy what was it? I don't even fucking remember. Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf, he was just a dick, just a we, I have not, don't even know I have not watched that. Should I actually watch no, that movie? Just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. Like the highlight. Steppenwolf. I've seen all the Marvels, but I have not the seen Justin. The highlight. Stephen Wolf was like an '80s band too. No. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Wait, didn't they name their band after the character? It could have been because there's. I remember like Thirty Eight Special, but I remember like a, a Steppenwolf too. I know there's. Steppenwolf. I don't know why you're looking no, at me. Steppenwolf yeah, is no a band. Idea. Yeah, Steppenwolf but is a band. Steppenwolf based upon mythology. I think that's. Oh, okay, maybe. But that was like the biggest bad thing about uh, Justice League. Like, yeah, the, the villain was trash. The villain was just like okay. Well, they wasted half the movie corny, trying to introduce three, three other fuck. characters. That's why. It's like, is is this not there? I got you. But yeah. Ten dollars. Okay. So how much were you giving this movie, Mugs? That's a total of fifty-five <laughs> divided by five. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I'm down with that. Like, we are giving this movie eleven dollar rating. That's it. What do you mean? That's it. It's above. That's it's double digits, man. What the heck, yeah. dude? Yeah, fifty-five dollars divided by five. Do you want a calculator? Matinee. <laughs> I don't have to tell you. I no, th- that's I, that's I, why you're here. I think Rotten Tomatoes. What is it? Uh, under sixty percent. So that's about this. Yeah, it's about. So we're right about that. Yeah, yeah we're right about right. that. So uh, you said Jason's five dollars really carried us down. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to keep this legit. Jesus. No, but he, I, I think he made a fair assessment. That's the thing is, like his assessment was fair about it. So, yeah. I, I think it was fair. It was totally yeah. fair. Yeah, I think yeah. it was fair, yeah. Yeah, I everyone's so. assessment was fair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know. If I don't do research, like, let's be honest, I don't give this above a five. But, like, what went into this movie, it's kind of impressive. I mean, Jason, you have to admit that. I know you not, gave it a low I rating. It should be behind just, the scenes, I, though. It should be, like, what your, your impressions are of the movie itself. I know, and I totally get that. Yeah. And, and that's why I'm not giving it above a ten, but... Uh-huh. I, I just I just feel like I'm never gonna want to watch this movie again personally. Yeah. Okay, so, so, and that's fair. That's and I, fair. I paid yeah. for it twice. Yeah. It is what it is. Like and like I watched it. You might have paid for it three times. I don't know if I paid you back <laughs> that one <laughs> time. It doesn't matter. It's fine. But it's like there's so much CGI. Seven hundred fifty shots. I just right? I I don't know. Like I guess I just watched the beginning of it and I had really high hopes. And I it's guess great at the beginning, right? It's just something about it. And like Nicole Kidman, she looks great in it too. And is it's her like, physique good? She's actually dude. She looks stellar. Yeah. And like, yeah. And like, I'm like, oh my I'd god. Aqua, man, agreeable. L- like, let me ask you guys Aquaman, a question. Yes, we're talking about mugs. What the fuck? Is <laughs> let me ask you guys a question. Uh, could, could you recommend this film to somebody that was like just a casual moviegoer that didn't watch? Was was it into? I wouldn't. Into I wouldn't. Like, I wouldn't no. Here's I the thing. Not. It's just yeah, like I mean, you have you have your casual moviegoer who likes certain things, and then you have your casual moviegoer. Who likes dumb shit like the Michael Bay Transformers movies? Yeah, that true. person I would recommend. Yeah, that it to. person I would. Okay. Somebody else, yeah. I would be like, you're probably not gonna appreciate this unless you know a little bit about yeah. our And that, and you're probably right. Cool. Can we get to the good question? Oh wait, well, real quick, <laughs> I there is a lot of stuff that I feel like was stolen from other films, and I okay. wrote a list of it. But I'm gonna get there yes, real quick. Okay. Real quick. Uh, real quick. You mentioned this when we walked out. Yeah, of the when theater. we watched when we watched the movie, I mentioned this shit. All right, so. Black Manta painting his suit black is ripped straight from Batman Begins. Uh, the submarine raid and Arthur using the door like a shield is straight out of Winter Soldier because he like he boards a ship, kicks everybody's ass, and throws his shield around. And then Aquaman spends like 30 seconds throwing the door around like a shield and using it like Captain America's shield. Mm-hmm. When Black Manta gets discovered injured at sea and is taken onto the ship, it's straight out of the board identity. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Carathin is basically Dominic. You said this in the theater. <laughs> Category seven kaiju from, from <laughs> Pacific Rim. Didn't see those. Literally, time. like yeah. the same kaiju. Um, Orm versus Aquaman is straight out of Thor Ragnarok and Black Panther, like the Coliseum scene or whatever. Or Fight, yeah, Gladiator fighting for the throne, straight out of Black Panther, straight out of Thor. I think the the the, the masks, wasn't that like a oh yeah how they the masks, I think they look like Gladiator to me. I yeah. don't know why I thought that, but that's what I thought. 
Where, where the fuck was his armor from Justice League? Yeah, where, where is it? Because he had a full suit. Yeah, he did. He had an Atlantean armor. What happened? This is uh, this is before the Justice. This League, happened right? after Justice League. Yeah, it happens after Justice League. Did they try to disassociate everything? Like, yeah, pretty okay, much. No. Pretty much, they're like they're, they're like they're like they're like soft. Bad? They're soft getting rid of Justice they, League. Yeah. They mentioned they made a reference to one line in the film. Oh, Steppenwolf, and that's it. Yeah, what, what, like, is hey, Justice League that bad, Kerwin? Yes. It is. Wow. It okay. is. Okay. The highlight and of Justice League was Superman beating a woman's ass. I have for you this it. long. Mugs, we watched Justice League in Tahoe. Like we all watched Justice League together in Tahoe. I was there? Yes, you were there. <laughs> you were there for two weeks. I was there too, Mugs. <laughs> we, we, we all watched Justice League. like, let's watch a movie. And we're like, no, let's not watch this. Let's not watch that. And he's like, Justice League, like, all right, we never, we, none of us have seen it. Whatever, let's watch it. Put it on. It's forgettable. You probably that's why you don't. We all watch. What did Justice I do? Was I passed out? You. I think you were blacked out, but you were awake for a while. <laughs> yeah. But your eyes were open. You watch this. Yeah. Yeah. You had the glasses with the eyes oh, on. Go on, Kerwin. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> yeah. Um. The ocean at the center of the Earth is uh, straight out of Journey to the Center of the Earth, and it's basically Jurassic Park. It's Isla Nublar or whatever. Uh, Arthur's mom's suit is straight out of Monster Hunter. Um, <laughs> Well, let's be real. I'll, I'll play that game. Yep. Yeah. Um, and basically, how she's been surviving in a harsh environment with like a piece together suit is straight. It's the same plot as Ant Man and the Wasp. How they go find um, Michelle Pfeiffer in like an abandoned land with piece together armor. Um, the whole arc of reuniting the parents is also straight out of Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, the dude running through the hallway, busting through the walls, is straight out of Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Uh, when he's busting through wall after I wall. Like, I would say uh, I like Born that, Identity, too. Yeah, or, Born Identity yeah, also. He, yeah. Uh, when Mara and Arthur get sucked into that underwater portal, it's basically the Bifrost from Thor when they <laughs> when they go to... So uh, they stole everything from everything. I'm not saying they stole, but there's a lot of stuff that's reminiscent Influence. of other films. Yeah. yeah. The octopus. Yeah. The, <laughs> well, the octopus is from the comics, though. It's from the mermaid. He's Come the, on, get it right. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I know. He's, he's actually his sidekick from the comics. Uh, that's topo. from the An comics. An octopus playing the drums? Yes, yes. sir. Yes. What the... Okay. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, bro. Come on. And then uh, <laughs> the bridge to and from Atlantis is basically the rainbow bridge from Thor. Um, it really is. Oh, bro. shit. Bro. And then the, uh, this is my last one. There's probably a lot more, but the end credits uh, l- looks a lot like the Game of Thrones opening credits. If you got the border controls exactly what California to Mexico looks like. That is true. They didn't have any cell phone reception. But uh, yeah, but that's that's all I had. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, Jason, uh, Tom Cruise is in this movie. Who is he playing? It's a tough one. We're we talking Mission what, Impossible. What, Tom what, Cruise. What's or? uh, what's Aquaman's dad's name? I think it's Tim Curry. No, no, that's it's Tom Curry. I Tom think Curry. Tom, Tom Curry. Curry. I'm gonna say Aquaman's dad. Really? The dead. Yeah. Again, I'm going. I'm going for the abstract. I feel Django like I don't. Fe- I don't want to pick the the obvious one. I don't want to do that. So I'm going to pick his dad. Go ahead. All right, uh, mugs. Who's Tom Cruise? I think um, he's got to be the brother. All right, next, Dominic. <laughs> I think he's got to be. I think he's got to be Ocean Master. I, I, okay, I, I'm I, down. I agree with you. I think he's got to be that guy. You know, the villain right there. He, he hasn't played. He, it, Jason is the best like Aquaman casting you could probably do. There's Thanks, no way. I Fuck Shut not you, you dumbass. Hey, I, I think he's got to be his villain, and I think he's Ocean Master. Yeah, I think that's what I would I would I would cast him as. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm going with Ocean Master too. 
Bling, what about you? I'm going with Ocean Master too, just because I have we haven't seen Tom Cruise play a villain since like Collateral. God, we gotta go to a Tom Cruise movie, guys. We gotta, we gotta you know really what? get it. You know go. what? We're calling it right now. We're doing Mission Impossible too soon, very soon. Oh yeah, for sure. All right, all right. So who'd you say, Bling? <laughs> I said yeah, Ocean Master. <laughs> okay, well. okay. So uh, Dominic, what about you? Who's Tom playing? He's William Defoe. Um, he's out of this. Oh, he's he is the, in this he's movie. The he teacher. The teacher. He teaches. Honestly, he's the, Tom Cruise play more older roles, anyways, because he's fucking old as fuck, and he's like 53, 52. Right? He's the instructor, he's man. And, and the guider. They always have him playing these like young roles, and like he's yeah. he's should be he's getting a, up there. Well, when you produce the movies, you can play whatever role you want. You can so, play uh, the twenty-five-year-old. I mean, God, he's yeah, he's great. All right, cool. So, uh, in the words of Tom Cruise, "Fuck you, Sally." Thanks for listening to this episode of Twenty Dollar Ticket. Follow us on Instagram at $20Ticket and leave your ticket price about the movies we've reviewed. If you have any comments or suggestions, send them to $20Ticket at gmail.com. That's 2-0, the numbers, $20Ticket at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to us via Apple Podcasts and thank you for listening.